figured I'd ask you this first, right off the jump. Yeah, dude. Are you are you nervous? No, not at all. <laughs> I know. Are you are you nervous? Yeah. Really? I I was yesterday. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, knowing I, you were knowing you I, were coming after on the stream. They mentioned that they're like, now you can breathe, and you're like, I'm like, yeah. what for, dude? I'm uh, a normal guy, man. I know. I know. And it's like I just get. I thanks. <laughs> I get nervous like that because I just I want to do well. And it, it comes with everything. It comes, you know, it's like when I have the, the bigger or the people, the bigger I, or more I look up to the people or whatever. And I just yeah. like, I just want it to go well, you know? Yeah. And it's like, and you also know that it's like, like I've had people, I had this guy, Rich Keefe on, who's mm-hmm. a local radio host here, sports yeah. radio. Sure. And he has a huge podcast as well at yeah. hashtag dork. And I'm like, you know that some of their listeners are going to come over and you right. don't want, they're right. there for you. Like all your listeners, if they come and listen to this, they're here for you. And they're going to, and then I'm like, oh no, well, who's this donkey, right? <laughs> no. And you're just like, oh. But, but that's the, that's the cool thing about our community. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're not. They don't care. And I know on my channel, I love building everybody up. If you're, if you're about something good, I want to build you up. I want to promote you on my channel. I want to help you out any way that I can. Now, if you're a jerk, you don't get nothing from me, you know, but, but you're a jerk. Genuine... still out on me. You're still no, feeling me out. <laughs> but you're a genuine dude, man. You love home theater. You love movies and, and just easy to hang out with. And so absolutely. Why wouldn't I want to? Um, encourage that and, and to share that on my end. And then, you know, anybody that, that comes from my channel, I'm trying to build a community that's like-minded, man. We're not about yeah. beating each other down. We get that out in the world enough, you yeah. know, so let's, let's build each other up and, and promote the hobby together and let's have fun together. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm doing as well. Yeah, that's why dude. I'm doing like, I was telling you my takeover Tuesdays, yeah. which this is you're on and it's audio only, but it it started out with the listeners and it ended up on Tuesdays because my daughter came up with the name Take Over Tuesday. Nice. Listeners Take Over Tuesday. So I like it. Yeah. Super creative. And that's that's the thing in this space. You gotta figure out what like kinda like your little corner, your niche, and we're all doing the same thing, but we do it with a different flavor, we do it with yep. a different style and flair, and we've all got different backgrounds and, and experiences and, and you know, just make it you, man. I love it. Yeah. And it's what's fun is when you have the listeners on or anybody and we start and we'll get into your beginnings and how you started and stuff, too. But it's like, yeah, we all have different backgrounds, but it's like more and more. I have listeners and people come. I'm sorry if you've heard this before, but I just love Wars or I love that. I'm like, no, let's do it again. It's like that's the best part. It's the commonalities that brings us all together. You know, Uh, it's that's what's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, the people are people are everything, man. I know you and I have talked about this. The the gear's fun and the toys are cool. I just got the JVC NZ9 installed. I'm super pumped. But you know what? I'm just as excited sitting here hanging out with you, talking about home theater, talking about life, and just enjoying a friendship as I am me by myself in the theater room watching yeah. some demo clip. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I do. Michael, do you, I watched your video on like, are you burnt out or is it hurt? Yeah. Like, does yeah. this bring your, your passion yeah. down? Yeah, sure. Do you find that it's like, I would, I could do this mm-hmm. all day long. The, the conversations sure. all day, oh, yeah. which I mean, I'm going to do for 24 hours, but <laughs> I can do, and it, the, I get in, I find that I've, I've been into home theater since 88. Mm-hmm. I got the experiences. I love it. I can't wait to get back. Even before we came on here, I'm dying yeah. to get to duel. Sure. It yeah. just, uh, the movie, Steven Spielberg's duel just dropped on Kaleidoscape in the 4K, I, which isn't coming until November on disc. Yeah. Yeah. And it's only an hour and a half long and I right. haven't been able to sit down right. since I've been home from Cedia to, I get it. in my theater. Right. I get it. But I'm sitting down. I keep booking more people. I'm on with Todd later tonight yeah. doing a live stream. I'm doing, I love chatting with people. I love this part. And I could just do it all day. Yeah. The reality is when you're pursuing your passion, you don't get tired of that, you know? And so that was really the premise of that video. Somebody asked on my channel, you know, Michael, do you, now that you've got a podcast, now that you're doing Cedia and you're doing M-Wave and you're doing Audio Advice Live and you're covering all these events and you're doing home theater tours, you know, is, is your passion kind of dwindling? And I, I basically, I, I had to take a step back and, and ask myself, is it? But the reality is my passion hasn't changed, man. I'm more pumped up now than I've ever been about home theater, about mm-hmm. technology, about where we're going, man. We got laser projectors. We got kaleidoscape. We got all these cool tools to be able to enjoy um, high resolution audio and video with our friends and family and can even game on our, our systems now. Those things are amazing. But when I stop and look at it, what the only thing that has dwindled is my ability to enjoy in my theater room because, right. you know, just yesterday I had three Arndall speakers in front of my speakers, you know, just in the front of the cabinet. So I'm reviewing those. And then I've got an AVM 70 that's on the ground that's been there for two months that I need to take out my processor, put that joker in there, get it calibrated, enjoy it, listen to it, make a review on it, either buy it or unplug it and send it back, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. So that's where I just don't – what's dwindled is the amount of time that I, Michael Stevens, youth man, has to just enjoy my own system. I'm too busy right. playing with everybody else's toys and making content for my channel because I love it and I'm passionate about it. But that's the only thing that's dwindled. But my passion for it, dude, that's why I travel anywhere, man. Company in the Philippines says, Hey, we want you and your wife to come over here. I'd love for you to make a couple videos and check out what's going on in the home theater space in, in Philippines. I'm like, dude, sign me up. Let's do it. You know? Yeah. So oh, that's wow. just, that's fun to me. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, but do you find too, especially, I mean, well, let, let me ask the question because I'll forget it. With your following, I mean, it's huge. I know I'm overwhelmed with, with mine. Yeah. And, but, do you find that your passion is enhanced because you get to experience all their experiences as well? Yeah, that's a great thought. When I do a home theater tour, so initially where that started out is I think I was probably one of the first ones on YouTube that started that. And where that came about is I had a local friend that had a home theater and I'm like, Hey, this would be cool to let them see. I've been making videos in my theater, but what if I came over to, to DJ, you know, to your home theater? Let me just kind of, you know, let's, let's talk about what you have. And then somebody would see, um, 
you know, that video and they would say, Hey, Michael, I'm over here in Orlando. I don't think I'm too far from you. Would you mind coming over and checking out mine? I'm like, dude, that would be awesome. So then that kind of started snowballing. And then, um, I had some friends that were out of state and they're like, Hey, we've got like a network of people. I mean, we've got probably 30 or 40 home theaters and we do these things called home theater crawls where one month we're at youth man's house. Next month we're at life of bliss's house. Next month we're at DJ's house. Next month we're at Todd's house. And they developed this community on their own. And they're like, we could line it up to where we could do several of these a day. And <laughs> during that trip, it was the Wisconsin, Illinois home theater tour. First time I'd done a true tour of back to back to oh. back to back. I filmed 12 home theater tours in three days. Ugh. Absolutely insane. We'd get up at like six in the morning, get home about two in the morning, turn around and do it again the next day. By day two, I'm toast. By day three, I'm a stinking walking zombie. It was crazy, <laughs> man. But, but the reason why I love that, number one, I get to personally experience right. stuff outside of my room. I get to see how somebody else chose to set up their room, to calibrate it, what pieces of the puzzle they put into place. Um, did they choose near-field subwoofers? Do they have butt kickers? Do they have tactile transducers? Do they go with a boss platform? Different projector brands. And so I get to see all this, but then I also get to pass along that, you know, that space so that somebody else that is watching on my channel can see that and hopefully derive some inspiration for their own yeah. room. Yeah. You know, they, they, and I always try to start off the video by talking about what size room are we standing in? Because then they can visualize, okay, that's about the size of space that I'm building or, you know, the space that I've got in my garage. Mm. Never really thought that I could put a theater room in that size space and it gives them ideas. And maybe it's not the million dollar Star Wars home theater that I featured. But even in that, you can get some ideas like, dude, what if I made a, a sliding door? Now, maybe yours yeah. is a push button where it automatically opens, but uh. maybe you can design it to where it looks like that. And it's, it's a, um, what do you call those door? Like a barn door, you know? Yeah. Okay. Decorate it like at Star Wars and you physically move it. You yeah. Know? You can get inspiration, <laughs> make it your own and just have fun with it. Yeah. That's, that's Star Wars theater. All I, I I can't tell you how many of my listeners are like you got to check this out. I'm like, it was what do you crazy. think I'm doing? <laughs> it was crazy. But it was, and though I think the number one comment was, "I'd never want this, but it's amazing." Exactly. You know, yeah. it's like it just was like I'm a huge Star Wars fan, yeah. but even I would get like tired of that after like you walk in ten times and be like, yeah. "Yep, there we go again." Yeah. <laughs> like, for sure. But that's like, something that Charlie like he is. A, not only is he extremely passionate about movies, but he's one of those hardcore owns every Star Wars. I mean, like it's just deeply rooted into who he is as a person. Yeah. And of course, he even does film himself. And so he he's all about that. He's all about, you know, what George Lucas has brought to film. And mm. so he's always been captivated by that. And that just captures his heart, his spirit. Sadly, I think I've only watched one Star Wars film Ever. And that was way back in the day when I was a teenager. Seriously. Wow. Like, <laughs> like, this is audio only. You can't see my face. That's why he said seriously. <laughs> oh, you can't? You can't hear me? I no longer can hear you. Uh-oh. There we go. 
I don't know what happened. Is that you? Is there something happening on your? Might have been my speakers. They didn't hear the. Anyway. Uh, Oh, okay. um, Sorry about that. Oh, the Star Wars, but I've never seen one. So, other than a long, long time ago. But even that, I was still inspired and it was amazing. You what is going on? Do you have all right? Let's see what what do we got here for your audio? Because you, I'm not able to hear you for some reason. Uh, edit. What like is happening? Settings. What do you got? You got echo cancel. Do you have headphones on? Do you have headphones on? Hmm. Let's see. Let me see. Is it my side? This is interesting. Well, that is weird. Can you hear me? Yes. You can hear me. I can't hear you at all. And your audio just went down, but I did adjust your settings. Edit mic settings. Hello. I, so are you running? Yeah. So you need echo cancellation on. I've got it now. Yep. What there you go. Somehow it changed the Bluetooth on my speakers, my monitors. Oh. How about that. All right. So All right, I'm back. I think we should be good now. Can you hear me? I am. You're good, man. Oh, okay. There yeah, we go. My Bluetooth speaker, or yep. they've got Bluetooth, so it, somehow it got switched to that input. I'm not yeah. touching anything, man. No volume, no nothing. Yeah. And you know what? I am, I, uh, Michael, I'm, I'm leaving all this in because I, when I host yeah. listeners, this is, this is it, man. This is crap real. happens, people. It really, you know, even like two of us, I mean, quote unquote professionals, exactly. right? I say oh, that about myself. Yeah. And you're like, and it's like, hey, I'm, I'm like, my, everything went south. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Oh yeah. So what I said is when you couldn't hear me is you had said, no, seriously about Star Wars. Cause my right. jaw dropped. Right. <laughs> I was like, this is audio only everybody. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm in shock. Yeah. So what did get you going? Let's, let's get on with that. What did yeah. get you going into home theater? So this, all right. So I'm 48 years old. So you got to see the smile. Sorry. We'll, we'll do yeah. live streams later, but as soon as yeah. I asked them, it's like yeah. big white teeth smile. Like, yeah, I can't wait. You can kind of go back to that time frame, And, and mm. so for me, it was, I don't know the exact time. I mean, of course I've always liked movies as a kid, but the one thing that really stuck out is my teenage years when Top Gun came out, the original. Um, and then when I was mm. in college, we had, uh, laser disc, you know, mm-hmm. so that was the first kind of true digital surround sound. Even before that, I had a pro logic yeah. receiver, you know, mm-hmm. so I've always enjoyed as soon as surround sound came out. And I think at that time that was just a five bed layer speakers and a subwoofer 5.1. It was actually four surround sound. Yeah. Well, that surround was like, sound that was, was quadraphonic or something. That was before my time. Yeah. Dolby that, had surround sound. Uh, the progression was surround sound, then mm-hmm. ProLogic, where and right. surround sound was basically it was two front channels right. and a rear channel separated, you know, yeah. to four channels. Yeah, um, I think they called it quadraphonic or something, but that was like before my time when I got yeah, into yeah. it. I didn't get into it until Dolby ProLogic. Until like ProLogic, yep. I yep. had a Pioneer ProLogic receiver. Yep. I had a stereo um, 
<laughs> a stereo Sony VCR. Yes. High yeah. five VCR. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm feeling old, but, but you know, but that's where it started. I started watching movies and I'm like, man, I can actually bring that to my own house. This is kind of cool. Yeah. And of course I'm just a young kid and I'm working at Ponderosa steakhouse. And so I don't make but a hundred bucks a week kind of thing. So I had very little extra, but I would put aside money and I'd go down to circuit city and I would I think that was even pre best buy, but we had circuit oh, yeah. city. Yep. We had another place called sound advice, which is similar to tweeter. I think tweeter yep. eventually bought them out. And of course they both went kind of pretty much under, but I would go there every weekend as a, you know, when I was 16 and I had my own car every Saturday, I would go to tweeter or to sound advice and just look and drool and go, man, I'll never be able to own this, but this is cool. If I can't own it, I'll I'll at least come here and sit for four hours and do these demos of clips and uh, Bowers and Wilkins. They had about three different, three, maybe four different rooms that you could go in and A, B different speakers. And they'd have, you know, different receivers that you could switch between and and just had fun. And then later on, I ended up working at Circuit City. So you did. I did. Absolutely. Nice. I worked in the home theater department, so we had the Polk audios, we had the Velodyne subwoofers, we had uh, Bose systems for those that didn't want the big speakers, and yeah, man, yeah. like I said, I, I had I've some Bose. Always been into this. I had Bose speakers in the '90s. That was my uh, not my first set. I wouldn't say that. My in my apartment with my wife. Yeah, and then I had a buddy at a laserdisc store. His name is Dave. Nice. Or is Dave and he he's the one that really educated me a lot on speakers and stuff because I never worked anywhere I've just yeah. I just started out doing this just because I wanted sure. to reproduce that home theater experience in my well at the time at my parents house in my bedroom yeah, yeah. and uh my but my buddy John who's who you met yesterday on the show he was working at Radio Shack right so yeah. I'd go people. in there and I'd be like I'd get like I started out with like their cheapest possible, like mm-hmm. Optimus receiver, yeah. which was made yep. by Pioneer. Yep. And um, it's funny, like a year or so ago, I texted him and I'm like, what was the name of that receiver that we used to get from Radio Shack? And not only did he answer me, he goes out to his garage and he still has. Oh, this. no. And man. I was just like, oh, my God, I wish I had some of my old like nostalgia stuff. Yeah. But so my, my stepmom will go ahead. I, but I'd go, I'd buy the cheapest one. I'd use it yeah. for like a month and a half and then go back and go, John, can I get the new one? Oh, <laughs> I'd uh, upgrade. Nice. I'd save my money. Yeah. I'd upgrade and he'd give me full price. Oh, sorry. You don't have the receipt. We'll give you an exchange, right? So all I'd right. exchange and I did that all the way until I got to the point where we had the top of the line receiver. It took me like sure. six months. Yeah. Cause again, we're making like 7,500 bucks a week. Yeah. You know, and it's, yeah. but, and you got a, find a way to put speakers on all this yeah. stuff too. So yeah. But so yeah. I started out with like just two speakers and I think a record player and a little, it was a tuner and a tape deck. I think it might've even been Iowa, something like that yeah. back in the day. Um, just an all in one kind of little boom box deal. Yeah. And my stepmom worked at Badcock and so it's a furniture store, but they happen to have some speaker stuff like little, but they, it was the old school. How do you explain this on, on the radio? It was like the, <laughs> Kind of like all, it wasn't separate, but they were separate. No, it looked like it. Yeah. Yeah. It was stacked up. It was like a piece of furniture with two towers. Yep. I think it was a sharp, maybe. 
yeah. sharp made it, but I would go in there. And I'm like, oh, they had like 10 inch woofers and this little three way. And I'm going, oh man, you know, if I could only save up for it's probably 800 bucks. I'm going, I ain't got 800 bucks, man. I'm a teenager, you know, but I would go in there and listen and drool. And huh. I just wanted it. My buddy had one similar to it and he had this fancy little remote. Yeah. And I'm like, one day, man, I'll be able to have me a cool home theater. <laughs> oh, you know? I had, yeah, I had the same thing. And it has the turntable on the top. Yeah, exactly. You had your double tape deck down yeah. the bottom. You yep. had some kind like of fancy equalizer in the middle. Yep. And oh, then yeah. you had your, and you had your tuner. And we didn't know anything about equalization. And you're like, you're messing with it, right? You make the and smiley then, face. Like, yeah, yeah. that'll work. <laughs> 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 the smiley face. Yep. And then if you were lucky, you got the, I used to say it to my wife, which she was my girlfriend at the time, but I'd be like, watch this. It goes boom, boom. And it was the graphics of the yeah. graphic equalizer yeah. dancing. Yeah. And you were like, yeah. I, I spent more time watching that than whatever was on the my 28 inch or 27 yeah. inch television. Yeah. Right. Cause you're like, look at this. You're like watching that dance. Yeah. But the same thing, it comes with those Big, huge, because that was the 80s. Absolutely. The bigger, the yeah. better, right? 80s the land of the extreme. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So it came with those speakers, yep. and you knew it was a fancy set when the speakers weren't hardwired into yep. the back of it. Yeah. But this one here had, um, you remember you had the uh, the spade plugs on mm -hmm. the back, oh, and you could, you could, yeah, you could screw in a, a, an extra pair. So mm. I screwed in an extra pair, but I used car speakers <laughs> and I put them in my ceiling. I cut oh, holes in my parents. Really? This was like Whoa. 1988 Atmos. Right? Wow. <laughs> it's like, so I cut holes in my suspended ceiling. My father wasn't happy. Yeah. And I put a pair of 16 by nines up there to give my, <laughs> and then I played like all channels played. Right. But that just gave me yeah. like star Wars sure. in my entire room. Awesome. And I, I had the radio blaring one day mm -hmm. and I was outside working. So I had the window open. I was in a basement room yeah. and I had the window open so I could hear it. And then all of a sudden there was no sound and smoke coming out my windows. <laughs> so oh, I brought man. the thing, I brought the thing to the work and uh, the, the place I was working had a machine, like they had a maintenance department. I brought it to the electrician. He goes, you can't put it yeah. in at this time, two different ohms speakers. Sure. Yeah. And it, Backed up, and he explained to me how it happened. He goes, "What you did with those car speakers? It backed yeah. up enough power right yeah. into the, and it just yeah. fried it, <laughs> and all that white smoke yep. just coming out the windows." <laughs> oh my! You're probably running like a half ohm load or something. It's like yeah. that's not meant for that. Nope. At full that like at like twelve on yeah. the ten. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oops, wide but, open. Oh yeah, but that that's what it was about. That's yeah, and that's how you learned. Sure. I think, I think today it's like what I tell people when they're just starting out. It's like, read what you want, but yeah. you got to experience it. Oh, 100%. You really do. Yep. You really do. Yep. Get in it, play in it. Don't be scared. I mean, there's enough research out there, especially with YouTube. I mean, there's, mm. if you want to learn anything in life, there's somebody out there that's been there, done that, bought the t shirt, and decided, you know what? I'll make a video out of it and I'll teach others what I've learned along the way. And, and I think that's what you and I try to do with our channels is we try to bring those experiences. And, you know, I've never once ever claimed to be the expert. I don't try to be the expert. I represent the common man. I represent mm -hmm. the guy that's maybe building his first home theater and he really doesn't know what he's doing. He's trying to figure it out. And so I'm trying to take them along from my journey and, 
and just kind of walking them step by step. Like, what is an AVR? I'm not scared for people to ask that question on my channel because right. I want that new guy to feel welcome and open that, you know, if he's got any questions, you know, yeah, it's not a, it's not a dumb question because I was once there with those same questions and I had to ask somebody. And, and back then we just did it in the forums, you know, yeah. on a yeah. bulletin board or something. Well, yeah. When I, I mean, the eighties, you had nothing. Yeah. yeah. You literally yeah. just blew stuff up. <laughs> Don't repeat that. Yeah. No, my, um, I've had my son-in-law on who's 24 and he's like, I was in, yeah. in the eighties and he loves experimenting. He loves playing. Yeah. And my listeners, I get a lot of comments when he comes on. They're very excited to hear that, to hear new blood, right? To hear that. And he's like you said, it's like very inquisitive and you don't want, you want people to ask the, those questions. Right. But at the same time, it's like, like you said, it's like everything we do it's like, I'm not the expert. And the more I do this, you realize how much we aren't the expert because everybody has opinions and everybody has ideas that maybe we haven't thought of, but everything you see online, that's what I try to tell people is like, everything you see online is it's a guide and a suggestion. It's not a way to do it. You need to experience, take that guide and then go experience that for yourself and then figure out whether you like it or not, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Speaking of experiences and creativity, yeah. you're at JVC and NZ8, yes. which I am looking at, seriously looking at. Yeah. Um, I loved your creativity of that closet and, hey. uh, yeah. and the opening too. <laughs> do, 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 do. Uh, just, I was like, cause, so where that came about was I had invited two friends over. So they have come to M wave, um, 2022 and then also 2023 um he comes down to visit his friend ken does and his friend dave lives near me they're about an hour away and so probably last year he reached out and said hey mike i'm gonna be down in florida you think i could swing by and check out your system absolutely man come on over so we've developed a friendship over the past two years and so he texted me the other day he said hey i'm coming down to see dave you mind if we stop by and, and uh, hear your jtr system i said sure and I, I scheduled it with him and I'm thinking, I just got back from Cedia. I'm like, Oh shoot. I don't even have a projector in there because <laughs> I sold my NX7 and I had the NZ8 just sitting there in, in the bedroom in my daughter's bedroom. She's off to college. I'm like, man, I got to get that thing installed before they get here. But I was up late editing videos for, from Cedia and I'm like, man, all right, I'm just going to go in there, I, but I need to film it too. I want to film, you know, this journey and part of this so i'm trying to make content and so i hit record and i do the unboxing and and so i'm getting ready to to put this in there and so your audience right now they can't physically see what i'm describing but in my daughter's closet we had to cut part of the wall that's in the closet because that closet butts up to an adjacent um kind of pantry closet just outside of my theater room so we had to cut that section out that wall that separates those two sections because that's where my lens needed to go. That was kind of like centered mm-hmm. of the room. So we created a shelf in there and that shelf is nothing fancy. We're talking two by four screwed into the drywall and studs. Yep. We've got big, thick, I don't know, maybe half inch, three quarter inch threaded rods. Threaded rod. I love that idea. That's fantastic. That was, that was, that was my buddy's idea. He's like, cause Future I didn't want to spend 350 bucks on a chief mount. You know, right. 
And I, cause you got to get a big mount. Cause I previously, like I said, I had the NX7 and it's, I think it's about 40 or 50 pounds. I mean, it's a big old joker. So you got to have, mm. you can't just put like a really cheap $20 Amazon, you know, mount. Right. <laughs> so I'm thinking, you know, what can I do? And do I really want to spend, you know, 350 bucks just for a mount that I'm never going to do anything with other than just mount the projector? And my buddy said, you know what? I've got some scrap wood. I think we could do this and this would give you the flexibility of being able to raise and lower and level just by undoing the bolts on the threaded rods. And so it's super simple. It's nothing fancy. I just painted the, the wood black, but other than that, I mean, it's, it's not a janky setup. It's actually, I, but I got that idea even on online and, uh, or he did, you know, and just kind of looking around. And so the reason why I'm describing that to your listeners is so imagine this. Now I have this 50, I think it's like 50 or 51 pound. Yes, it is. 50 pounds. In, something. Yeah. in NZ8 projector. And I need to stand on a chair because it's up high. I need to put it inside the, the rack that's above the closet and then scoot it over to the right inside this cubby hole. And yeah. I was almost ready to do it. And I was filming and I'm like, Dude, that's sketchy. And then I got yeah. an idea. <laughs> and so that's where the intro came. And then I was like, you know, I'm just gonna wait till Dave gets here and, and we'll we'll install our Ken and Dave and we'll get I'll I'll at least have somebody there to kind of hold my back to make sure Spot I don't fall. You, yeah. Or, yeah, cause you don't want to Tuck and roll, it. Michael. Tuck, yeah. up, tuck and roll. <laughs> that would have been that would have been awful. I mean, think about it. You know, you get this yeah. brand new part and it's like boom, and then you drop it. That'd be a bad day. Yeah, but that's the thing is if something went right, like as I, I, the, where your, your buddy's helping you and you're like, you're starting to get up there. I mean, you can yeah. see this thing's 50 yeah, pounds. Just take it's 50 heavy. pounds. It's I'm heavy and it's, and it's long too. It's not like it's 50 pounds up against yeah. you, right? So you're like trying to get up there and then awkward. you just I gotta duck my head under inside yeah. while holding this 50 pound. Yeah, it's really, he, really, he awkward. looked. He looked at definitely go and check out the video because if, if you haven't seen it, it's pretty funny, but your, your buddy's behind you and he's like, what, what do you want me to do? And then you I'm just like, just like looked over your shoulder and went, just, just spot me. Just look at, hold, brace just me. Hold okay. Back. Yeah, exactly. But then can like, that, I, think I can muscle if, it. Yeah. If you had slipped, I know yeah. I'd be like, I'll heal, but I got to save this thing. Exactly. <laughs> so I don't want to drop that. About, yeah. I could care less about me, man. I'll, yeah. Yeah. But that was the thing. I'm like, okay, sometimes you got to think in life, okay, what's the worst that could happen? And if that does happen, okay, is there a better way? And the better way is just be patient. And they were hmm. so grateful. They were like, dude, we love this just like we do. And yeah. if, you know, we went over to a friend's house and we're not going to be mad because they didn't have set, something set up. It's like, dude, let's get on this thing. And that's why when we do M Wave and we say, hey, we need some volunteers because Ryan and I physically cannot put together this entire trade show by ourselves. We need people and people just come in droves and they're like, dude, sign me up. I want to help move, you know, some JTR speakers. I want to help Barco set up their projector and, and put some pipe and drapes up because then you feel like you're a part of it. And to me, that's, that's not even work. That's just fun. No, that's what I said about Cedia this year. Mm -hmm. I was, after I left, I said to my wife, like, if they schedule, I don't know that. Do you know the dates for it next year? Is it uh, the same? I like, do not, but I can look it up while you're yeah. talking. Um, because I, if it's the week after Labor Day, it's like yep. for me for work, I might as well just take the whole week 
and st- and then I was like, I'll just fly out early and help out because there's always people. There's, these booths are they yeah. need people, and like you said, that's not work. I, yeah. I'd be there all September day, just fifth through the seventh, so first week of September. Okay, so yeah, it's right after Labor Day again. Yep. So yeah, I'll be out for that. And I was thinking the same thing for M Wave. I'll come yeah, out early and help out. And you know, you're, that's in June, there. right? June. Uh, yes, that's correct. Twenty the weekend after Father's Day. Correct. If I remember right. Yeah. It's June the 21st through the 23rd. Just want to make sure. Yep. Yeah. It'd be fun to come out and help set up and whatever you need. And and like you said, it it isn't where I do that here. I mean, we all do that. We pull our racks apart just to put them back together. So let's be productive. Yeah. And Um, you get a chance to hang out with like the owners of these companies. You get a chance to, to meet the, uh, Chris Deutsches, you get the chance to meet the uh, Anthony Gramanis and, yeah. uh, you know, these other guys that are just industry leaders and just hang out with them, pick their brain and and just work side by side with them to get their room ready, man. That's fun. Yeah, I talked with Anthony and yeah. I know you did. Dude, I did. I had a 45 minute conversation. I think it's 45 minutes. It's long. Yeah. So yeah. You were recording. I just I, I met him like literally the first 10 minutes I'm in CD, I went right to the back because I was nice. going to see Brett and Travis yeah, sure. and Anthony was there and they're like, oh, Anthony, you want me to Anthony? I'm like, yeah. And we ended up, and same thing. It was like, hey, DJ, nice. And you're like, it just. He's such a great dude, man. So Welcome passionate. He's installed yeah. over a thousand systems. That's crazy to even think about, like designed, not maybe not yeah. installed, but he's designed over a thousand home theaters. That's, you know, yeah, yeah. It's I can't no, wait to see a video. Bad. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, when's that gonna be out? A couple months? No, no, no. <laughs> I, so I what? I, what I try to do with Cedia is, you know, some companies are are willing to pay for what they call a same day edit. They want the video to come out while we're at Cedia. So think about this: we're at Cedia all day long. We finish mm-hmm. up at five p.m. We go out to dinner, grab something to eat because we're starving. By the time I get back to the hotel, typically it's like nine o'clock. Sometimes it's even ten o'clock. Then I start editing, you know, mm. and so some companies say, hey, look, we would pay you extra if you could edit that at your hotel, get that uploaded on the crappy Wi-Fi, <laughs> you know, that takes an hour and a half to upload one video and have it ready the very next day while CD is going on. Right. So on day one, I had two companies that said, hey, look, we want a same day edit. So I stayed up till 2 a.m. editing those videos then on day two, I had another company say, hey, we want our same day edit as well. So then that video was ready on day three of Cedia. So the very next day. Um, but the rest of them, I told them, look, um, if if you want to um, to hire me to come and, and film your booth and interview and talk about all your, um, you know, your latest, greatest products and stuff, let's just have some fun and share that with my audience then I'll have those videos done within two weeks. So, oh, okay. so I just give them an option. Either I, I'll have it done in two weeks, or if you if you want to, you know, you want to pay for me to to have some lack of sleep Lunch job. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Literally. But, I mean, that's I do the same thing, and well, I don't do the same thing, but in my business, mm-hmm. it's you know what I paint cars on yeah. site really nice. quickly. So I oh. fix a bumper like that. Right. But mm-hmm. it's like the line that you always use is you, and I'm, you hear it in business. It's yeah. like, you can have it perfect. You can have it quick or you can have it cheap. Yeah. Pick 
two. Take two of them. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have all three, and Correct. and and people want that, and yeah. it's like that. And watching you, it's like I, I've told a few of my listeners. I don't know if I said it on the show yesterday, but when we first met, we were out to dinner that night, and at dinner we had met before. We were doing, we did that. Our um, what is it? Proactive lighting was that where we? Prolux. Prolux lighting Pro-lux. with Jennifer, who was awesome. Life. Yeah, I yeah, wish you awesome. would have just let me record her, man, because now I got to figure out how to capture mm. what she shared with us. In my understanding of it, you know, so it's going to be interesting. I was just in like, I've, I was lucky. I'm like, I'm doing my, my role in this is being the, the home theater nerd that just, I'm doing that fly on the wall thing. Right. So I just got to watch you and Todd and just experience that. And Todd was hysterical. Like that lighting board, when you came on the show yesterday, I was in the middle. I was just about to tell the story about Todd saying, I was listening to it. But I was about to say, I never got to the part where Todd wanted that in his shower. Oh, funny. There you go. Yep. <laughs> and we were like, what? <laughs> like, that would be great in my shower. Yep. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so she was great. And that, yeah. I mean, that's great stuff. Yeah. But it, she, she had a hoarse voice and she'd been talking all day. And she's like, honestly, I'd just rather not put that on film, you know? And I'm yeah. like, oh, she did. She was awesome. It would have been yeah. great, but that's okay. Yeah. No, she but that's where we like. That's where I I walk over there, and I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm hanging out with Youth Man right now, and we we did our whole thing. Then we went over to the booth. We got we got to the Gramani booth. Got kicked out. Kicked out. Kicked out <laughs> right. Dude. So yeah. Awesome. So we all got kicked out. There, dude. Yeah. And then we went, we all walked down the street. We went to dinner. Everything was great. And we get separated down the other. You were one end of the table. I was at the other. And. Then we're saying you you had to take off and say goodbye, yeah. And you come over to me, you say goodbye, we shake hands, and then you we started talking. You started asking me questions about show, and we were going back and forth. And Joe, your, your cameraman kept tapping you to go because you we had to go, go edit. And yeah. I was like, no, no, you can go, but you're just so pa- I know you're just so passionate. I'm like, you just met me, yeah. And you're like, no, dude, you're I like, got all oh, these questions, great. man. <laughs> Yeah, you did because I, I what was that? Oh, I explained to you about Takeover Tuesday, and yeah. I'm like, and you're like, why don't you go live? Yeah, because I, I was, was thinking explain- maybe you, you were kind of fearful or hesitant, or maybe you didn't want to interact with the audience, and you're like, no, 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 no. I just I've got a plan. And then when you explain it, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, and but you it was great, and it, yeah. you got tapped like two or three times to get going, and you were like, and you weren't in a rush at all. They were, and I yeah. was just like, I was I was blown away by that because. We just met. I'm who am I? Right. Yeah. Clearly I'm there. And it's like, you have so much to offer this podcast. What do I have to offer you yeah. other than just, you know, another guy that loves home theater. And so that, it, that was amazing. I'm grateful to be here, honestly. So yeah. it's my privilege and my pleasure just to be on your show. I'm, I'm grateful you invited me, you know, and, and your, your guys at, at, um, Scott newbies event, yeah. dude, we got to get you on DJs. And I'm like, Hit me up, man. I'd be glad to. 100%. We don't yeah. care how many people, subscribers you got. I mean, we don't do this because no. we're trying to get famous. We're doing it because we love the hobby and we want to help inspire others as well. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I just, um, yeah, people were dropping stuff in your in your comments earlier and stuff in like your YouTube videos. And they're like, you got to get him on. I'm like, I know, but he's so busy. I don't want to bother him. I don't want to bother him. And then. Here's what, here's what I'm learning, DJ. So the bigger my channel gets, the busier I get. But to me in life, you make time for the things that matter. 
And I always tell people, I don't have time. I really, really don't. I don't have time. I'm out of time. But the reality is I can make time. Mm. You know, I had a gentleman um, text me the other day. So I'm, I was a student pastor for 23 years. Haven't heard from this kid in probably six years. He's a grown man now. He's in his 20s. And he texts me just out of the blue just the other night. He's like, hey, Michael, how you doing? Hope you're doing good. And and just some little chit chat. And then I said, how are you doing, man? I hadn't talked to you in a while. And he said, honestly, I'm not doing good at all. I lost my father three months ago. Ooh. And he and I just had this incredible conversation for like an hour and a half and just pouring into his life and just trying to still be a an encouragement to him and letting him know, man, you're going to you're going to make it through this. I know it sucks. And I know that's horrible losing your father like that, especially unexpected. It was an accident, car accident. Oh. But the reality is we make time for the things that matter in our lives. And so, you know, you can either make excuses and say, I don't have time or you can go, okay, what can I juggle around? What can I move over? Maybe, I, maybe it just means I need to stay up a little bit later tonight to edit this video, which I did. I had a funeral today that I actually sang at and, um, yeah. and I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to do this thing with DJ and we're going to carve out, you know, nine hours of my life on a stream. <laughs> and I packed the lunch and everything, bro. I'm here for this podcast. And, but, but I just knew I needed to make some, you know, do some things in advance so that I could make time for this and just enjoy it and not be stressed out going, okay, man, I hope he hurries up because I got to get this video edited and I got to, I got to do this and I got to reach out to this brand or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's funny. You said that no excuses or yeah. you can make excuses. You said, Correct. and it's like, yeah. I have it on my arm. Yeah, no excuses is yeah. on my arm That's because awful. anything, yeah. there is no such thing. And it's after the, uh, can't remember the name. I, I forget the name of the uh, kid. He was born with no arms and no legs. You know that story? Uh, and he wrote a book, no excuses. His name is Nick's Wojcik. Okay. Nick yeah, Wojcik. It, I gave his book. I used to give his book out to my student, not my students, but my players when I was coaching yeah. hockey. And I'm like, don't give me an excuse. You know, it's like, if you want something, you can get it. Or and in that, it also comes in, in home theater. It's great. You, you can have a home theater. Don't yeah. give me an excuse. Yep. You can maybe lower your expectations. Correct. You know, you got, you've got to adjust accordingly. Do some DIY. Yep. Yep. There's, there, where there's a will, there's a way, no excuses. And you're a hundred percent right in that you can make time. And it's, it's funny when you say it that way. I've never put it that way. I tell people all the time, mm -hmm. just keep, but like, if you need something, like I, I volunteer with USA hockey, I'm doing sure. the, I have, if you need me, right. just keep, uh, it's because right. I'm on to something else, I right. but I need to, to, yeah. to make that time. Yeah. And that's, you know, and exactly like I, I was amazed that I'm like, Hey, Michael, can, when do you want to come on? And then like, you're hitting me up yeah. going, hey, when do you want to do this? I was yeah. like, okay, let's do it now. <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But it, my wife's like my act actually doing home theater, doing all of this stuff. My caffeine intake, yeah, this is a funny segue, has gone down. Okay, nice. Because so I don't that. need it. I'm yeah. just like, if I, you know what I mean? Like when you go to work and you're doing yeah. something you don't like to do, you got to get that. You got to wake up yeah. in the morning. You got to be like, but to do this, it's like, I'm like, I don't need it. It just yeah. keeps me going. You're just yeah. like, what's the next conversation? Yeah. What's the next thing yeah. to do? And you're just, I I, that's the energy, you know? Yeah. And it's laying in bed. 
Yeah. I can't even sleep. I've so done that. Fun. Yeah. I used yeah. to, I'm a real laid back kind of guy and I've always been able to lay down and go to sleep. I mean, we're, we're talking within a few minutes. I mean, I'm just out. But since I started working, you know, for myself and doing YouTube, I lay at night, like you said, and sometimes it'd be four in the morning and my brain is just going. I'm not worried about something. I'm not stressed. It's just literally my wheels are turning. I'm thinking of video ideas or I'm thinking of, man, I need to reach out to, you know, I hadn't heard from who knows this, this brand and I need to follow up with them, talk to them, see if they want to come to M wave next year or, or whatever. But it's things that I love. And, um, Somebody told me one time, uh, a long time ago, they said, you know, what keeps you up at night? Like what consumes your thoughts? And like, that's your passion. Mm. And when I stop and think about it, it's, it's all of this stuff. It's YouTube. It's, um, you know, content creation. It's home theater. It's all of that. You know, I mean, yeah. I just, my wheels just keep turning and turning and turning, man. And like you said, it's fun. I've never once since, so I've been doing this since, since 2000. Uh, 18, January, 2018, mm-hmm. I had 900 subscribers at that time. I had owned a channel for about four years, but it was just random stuff, vacation, a GoPro video, and it might be two or three months in between videos, just whenever I decided to make something. So I wasn't growing a channel. January, 2018, I'm like, let me see if I could actually grow it. What if I did one video a week in just Narrow it down to home theater. Just do that. Talk mm-hmm. about speakers, subwoofers, all that stuff. And let's see if I could grow it. And so over the next two years, it began to grow because I was making a concerted effort. I was in a niche and mm-hmm. I was doing what I loved. And then January 2020, I made the decision to go full time. And I've never woke up on a Monday and went, oh, God, or like or on a Sunday, go, oh, man, tomorrow is Monday. This is going to suck, you know? Yeah. I'm like, dude, I get to do this for a living, man. I get to play with gear. I get to talk with cool guys like you. I get to work with, you know, owners and engineers of brands and help them to tell their story. And man, I've had opportunities to fly across the world to the Philippines and to experience culture over there, as well as some cool home theaters and a designer in the Philippines. And then you go to these big trade shows, expos and, and, you know, you meet your subscribers. And I know you mentioned that was so cool. People come oh. up to you and like, dude, what's up, man? So glad to, Blow me away. to see you. And it's like, and when you, when you hear somebody come up to you at M wave this year during registration, uh, he said, Michael, he said, you have no idea like how you've impacted my life. And I'm like, do tell, you know I mean? Like I talk about speakers and home theater. I mean, how's that impacting your life? And he said, Honestly, he said there was a period of time, it was during COVID, I just got in a real dark place in my life. And I began to watch your videos and I had just come out of kind of like an alcoholic addiction. And it was about that time he found my channel and he said, your channel was just uplifting. It was encouraging. It was positive and it just helped me to kind of not focus on the stuff that was kind of weighing me down in this addiction and he said, that just meant the world to me. And I'm like broken, man. I'm going, that's crazy that we man. have an opportunity to pour into people's lives. And, and again, it's more than just stuff. It's more than just movies. It's more than just music and speakers and amps and projectors. It's really about people. It's about the relationships. Right. Relationships truly matter. And I value them. Yeah. 
Yeah. So when you started out, did you think, did you actually start out to develop a community or did that, did that like, cause it didn't for me, I just yeah. was like, I want to do scenes. Sure. But then as I talked to people, I was like, I really, this is the part I really like and how can yeah. I develop that more? Sure. I think for me, I mean, full transparency, probably originally when I started my channel nine years ago, um, <laughs> it's sad. It was called GoPro Youth Man. So I had bought a GoPro. GoPro was popping. YouTube was yeah. pretty kind of new. And I'm watching all these guys with videos and they're making videos on GoPros. And I mean, they're blowing up. They're doing cool stuff. They're getting tons of followers. And I, at that time, it was really just about, man, that'd be cool to have a million subscribers, man, on YouTube. That'd be awesome. Yeah. And then, so that did, uh, you know, in four years, you get 900. You're like, okay, well, that dream ain't coming true. So, so then in January of <laughs> 20, yeah, exactly. So January of 2018, Klipsch had, I, I've been, I've owned Klipsch and probably f- over 50 Klipsch speakers over the years. I just like their sound. Um, going back to sound advice, that was one of the brands that I really liked as a teenager. And it had the clarity, detail, dynamics that I liked. I didn't mind that it was a little bit forward sounding, a little bit on the brighter side. Ah, see what I did there? The bright yeah. side. Definitely you the bright check side. check that off your list. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Work that in. <laughs> um, so I would I would listen to that, and I loved clips, but I had version one and version two of the RF7s. They were like their flagship reference speaker that they had, and I owned both of them. And they had just announced that um, they were going to come out with the RF7 three, And so I was a moderator in the Clips forum, like, I don't know, 40,000 posts or something, just a huge number. I'm there every single night. I own three Clips La Scala's in my theater room, which are some vintage. They were 20, no, I'm sorry, were they 40 years old? I think they were 40-year-old speakers. They're old, old speakers from the 80s. And um, I had other Clips speakers. I had Clips computer speakers. I had them in my bedroom all over the place. And I said, hey, I reached out to them on Facebook, and I said, hey, Clips, I'm a fan, of course. Here's what I own. Here's, I love you guys. Um, I own version one and version two. You just announced you've got version three. And I know everybody in the clips forum is going to be asking. They're even already asking, you know, man, I've got the ones. I wonder if I should upgrade to the three or maybe I've got the two. And I wonder if it's going to be a significant improvement in the, you know, with the three. And I just told him, I said, I've got a unique opportunity. I've got a small YouTube channel, but I could make some videos on this. And just talk about, like, I could show people what are the physical differences in size. And I can make some videos on maybe how do they sound. And, and actually, I'll try some music on, you know, some hip hop. And I'll put them on the the sevens and then the seven twos, seven threes. And are, are there any difference in the bottom end or the top end or mid-range? And I said, I'll just make some cool content. And they're like, we think that's a great idea. And I'm like, you do? That's crazy. <laughs> These are $3,200 speakers. And so they shipped them to me and I made one video and then I made another one and I saw more new subscribers in like those two or three videos than I had gotten in the past like month or two months. And this was only a couple of days and I'm going, dude, I'm on to something. <laughs> this yeah. is crazy. So I got excited, honestly. And so then I'm like, I made another one and I made another one and I made another one. 
And I began to see there were people that loved what I was, not necessarily me, but they just, they were passionate about the hobby and they were asking questions in the comments and, and I was engaging with them and, and they're like, man, Michael, I like the way you explain things. You make it really easy. And it was just, it just fueled me to want to make even more content and to help people along their journey. And so after I ended up making 15 stinking videos, I think on that, those two speakers, you know, unboxing, there was, like I said, there was some comparison video. There was size comparison. I mean, all kinds of stuff. And so I'm like, this is cool. This is there. I mean, like I said, this channel is now growing. And that's kind of when it, it dawned on me. Okay. What if I made one video a week and just made a commitment to do that? Let's see if we can even grow this thing. I, I see there's some kind of potential here. Apparently people are searching for these new products that are coming out. So I said, well, let me reach out to SVS. A lot of people in the Clips forum, they were running Clips speakers, but Clips has never really made great subwoofers. And so a lot of people would run Clips in the Clips community, and then they would be running like a PB-16 or two PB-16s or some SB whatever. And so I reached out to them, and I said, hey, I've got a small channel. <laughs> and I do this. Clips sent me their flagship speaker. Would you be willing to send me your flagship subwoofer? And... uh so they said, Oh, we'd love it. But since you're a clips guy, we'd love to send you our speakers first. So they sent me the, um, the ultra towers. I'm like, dude, these are awesome. And I said, well, I really like home theater. Would you mind sending me the center channel so I could do kind of like some videos on how does it sound for movies, having a dedicated center channel? So they sent that to me. And then later they were like, um, would you like to try our SB 16? So they sent me two of those. And I'm like, I like these, but man, I, I really, really want to hear the PB-16s because everybody raves over those. So much output and bass. And uh, I, and in my brain, I'm thinking, okay, so I'm probably going to have to send one of the SB-16s back to them. Then, because I mean, they don't, they don't get my credit card or debit card or nothing. There's no formal agreement. They just ship it to you and they trust you because you build a, even a small community at that time. And... It's, it's just kind of like a, a trust system. And so they send me or I'm thinking, OK, so I got to send one of those back. They're going to send me one. I'll make a video maybe on how does a sealed sound compared to a ported. I'll make that video. Then when I'm done there, then I'll send the other sealed back and then they'll send me the PB-16. And Nick from SVS, I, I still remember it. He's like, I said, you know, is that what we need to do? He's a, how much room do you have in your theater room? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, do you have enough room for, if I send you the PB-16s, do you have enough room for all of that? And so I measured. I'm like, yeah, barely. My room's 13 feet wide. He said, I'll just send them. <laughs> so at one time I had the, the towers, yeah. the center channel, the sealed SB-16s uh, and the PB-16s in my front wall, man. Yeah. And, and it's so, again, I just started making content and I just began to share my joy, my passion for home theater figuring out ways that I could teach people how do you connect this stuff? What are these wires? How does some of the basic kind of stuff, again, I'm not the expert. I'm, I don't have fancy measuring equipment. I can't tell you if the Sony amplifier is really putting out 110 watts a channel. And I couldn't tell you how many it's putting out when you drive five speakers with it. Cause we know that's going to decrease from that hundred Watts, but I, I don't have the tools to measure that. And so I have to do a lot of subjective listening and, 
mm-hmm. um, share my, I just try to share my experience, what I'm going through as a consumer, the questions that I have, the, the challenges that I run into sometimes when you're using a product, maybe it's not very user friendly. Maybe their UI system in the, um, you know, if it's a, a processor or um, a remote, you know, it's just not real great. It's not right easily to understand. I just share that on my channel or a website. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or a website. So these guys get you know with a program. <laughs> not yours. Not so, yours. No, no. Behind this little behind the scenes, yeah. not really behind the scenes. But so last night we were on. I was your Patreon. Uh, Zoom chat, which uh, I'll talk to you about later because I'd love to do that for my listeners too. Uh, that's a fantastic idea. Um, but we're on that and you had made a joke. We were talking about, um, uh, we were talking about a product and you checked yeah. out their website and you yeah. were like, Oh man, this is rough. This is, and you started making fun. You're like, Oh man, you ever seen those websites and they sell popcorn on the front page? <laughs> And it's a Zoom, and I forgot, like, when I joined the Zoom, yeah. I was, like, in my kitchen trying to make dinner and stuff, right. and you're like, I can see you, I can't hear I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, all right, let me go down to my... your camera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, let me go down to my theater here. Um, But, yeah, so, anyways, I'm sitting there, and I'm like, oh, busting my balls. Oh, God, here we go. I had so no then, idea you're, you're... No, but one of your... One of the people in there yeah. had looked me up. You had, yeah. you had linked me and they went to my website and they're like, Oh, this is pretty cool. No, and you're selling popcorn. <laughs> and even you, your face, you went like, Oh, I'm embarrassed. like I was not yeah. talking about him. I was literally talking about a high end home theater installer locally. And I reached out to them because I build websites oh. and I told them, I said, Hey, look. Um, cause I knew they designed expensive website, or, I mean, expensive home theaters. You know? Yeah. They were, their main brands were like Bowers and Wilkins, Rotel. So this is, you know, 17 years ago, 20 years ago. So that was like, that was one of the main brands at that time, two of the main brands. And they were pretty expensive, you know? And I'm thinking, man, you know, the, the website was really dated looking and they got this popcorn clip art and I'm going, it doesn't really, give the impression that you're like designing, you know, expensive high end home theaters. And then I go to DJ's website. I'm like, Oh crap. He's got three things of popcorn right on the front. Uh, yeah. It was like, Oh my God. It was, it was not so in, in reference to that at all. It was so fun. I started fun. laughing. I'm like, no, it's cool. But, that, but it's- that fits what we do. But when you're thinking, you know, designer home theater, I'm thinking lighting, I'm thinking, you know, projectors, I'm thinking theater seating, elegant seating, not a bag of popcorn, clip art, you know? Yeah. I, I, uh, from a design standpoint. Yeah. Let me see what my, I I even forget what mine looks like. I think you Uh, got, I like, you can buy buy a small and medium. I have Patreon. And then under that, I have the three, I have a, a, a single box, two boxes or large three boxes. But I custom, but Michael, I custom designed those because I got my logo on the box. Yeah, so yeah, it's not see? that cheap. That's right. Dude. You put some effort in there. You just didn't grab it off of Google Images. No, no. It's not centered. That kind of bothers me a little bit. I don't know how to, because I use Squarespace. I'm not as savvy yeah. with the websites like you. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, that was, that was wicked funny. But I was, I was excited that one of your, 
listeners or whoever that was in the chat was like checking me out. I was like, Oh, okay, cool. Well, I mean, you had your, you know, it says bright side home theater and, and you said, I think you said something about, maybe you even tipped us off. You're like, yeah, I kind of got that on my website. And then that we're like, okay, all of us got to find this now. So then we started looking for it. I think. No, no, no. He said it. I didn't want to say it. I was keeping it quiet. He was like, he's got the boxes of popcorn going. So he had already done the research. He's like, let me go see who this dude is. Let me check. Out yeah. Yeah. And he, he, he was like, he asked the question. I felt bad. I had, I had almost one night. I almost popped in on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ended up busy. Um, yeah. cause I, how long have you been on Patreon? Um, quite a while. So I, again, oh, I started, started January, 2018. I might've started Patreon maybe let's just say a year later. I'm not sure. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. When I go back and look, but. I honestly didn't know you were there and I don't know if I got an email because, you know, I'm a subscriber on YouTube, yep. I'm, you know, so I don't know if I got an email to join or you would maybe added a feature Yeah, and I got, and I, I just joined in July, but I just, yeah. I literally just got, I thought you had just started it then. No, no, I've been yeah. doing this for quite a while. I'm actually going to go yeah. in Patreon. You can kind of look and see what's the oldest join date. And so the oldest join date is uh oh that's weird it doesn't really actually show a date they're all blank let me try that again yeah i know i know what you mean you can go on because i can do it too i know who my first one was well that's do you remember who it was the first person well yeah probably because basically we were trying to help it was another content creator he's like here's the thing if if you launch your patron and nobody's a patron yet and Nobody wants to be the first, so we just made an agreement. Like, we became each other's patrons. Yeah. Um, but here's one. Oh, my wife was one. May of 2019. So, yeah. So, I started, yeah, it looks like May of 2019. Yeah, it's about four years. Yeah, I was right. Yeah. Mine so, was, oh, you started in, oh, I started in uh, February 20, of 2021. Yeah, so 2019. So, and really, to me, Patreon, of course, is, you know, we don't expect anything, but it's a way for our audiences and our listeners to say, just a, a practical way to say thank you. You yeah. know, it's two bucks a month, three bucks a month, five bucks a month, whatever. And to me, that's a way. Here's the reality. As your channel continues to grow, I prided myself, not in a, a negative way, but I just, I was wanting to make sure that Every single person that commented on my channel, they got some type of response to me. So I would respond to every single comment. So when you got a thousand subscribers, that's still a lot, but that's doable. That's manageable. When you have 5,000 subscribers, that's still doable and manageable. When you start getting 50, it gets really stinking tough because you're getting Mm. hundreds of comments every single day. And I'm still doing my best. And after a point, you're like, I physically cannot provide that kind of community or care or whatever you want to call it, interaction. I still comment on every one of my – I comment on videos that are five years old. Somebody will comment and they'll be like, I know you'll never see this. Yeah, I will. And I respond, you know. And they're like, holy cow, it's five years old. How did you – Yeah. My YouTube – my YouTube emails 
got shut off. I don't know how. I I think I did it accidentally and I haven't figured out how to turn it back on because I used to, every comment I used to get emailed to me. Yeah. You'll turn great. that, you'll turn, no, it isn't great anymore. You will turn <laughs> that off because you will never get a single thing done. I know, but that so way, I used, it, but I, I used like YouTube you. Studio on my phone. That's the okay. easiest way to do it. Yeah. Because on YouTube Studio at the top right, I've got a little bell. And when you open it up and you hit the bell, yep. um, then you've got a list of, of, um, recent comments. And so I can click on one, either heart it, like it, reply to it come back and then you can hit the three dots and say, dismiss that. And it'll like get rid of it. So I don't have to see it. And then in my brain, I know if, if they're in this list, that means I have not replied to them. If they're not in the list, I've already at least let them know that I've, but even now, even that I cannot physically keep up. So Patreon is a way that I can connect with every one of my patrons. You know, if they send me a message on Patreon, they are getting a reply probably later on that day, you know, but if you drop a comment or a question on my YouTube channel, I I mean, honestly, there's a pretty good chance. I probably won't even see it because they just come through so quick. And I I just, I either could sit at my phone or at my computer answering and reading through every single comment. But if I did that, I wouldn't be able to make any content. I wouldn't be able to make any reviews or videos or home theater tours so it, it's a balance, you know, so, yeah. but Patreon is a way that, um, and so I've started doing, and I didn't, this wasn't my idea. I saw another content creator, cheap audio man, um, started doing zooms. I'm like, that's kind of interesting. That's a cool way to continue to develop relationships in a physical way. You can see them yeah. and talk to them. And so I started doing that and, and, you know, um, when I'm not traveling, I try to do it a couple times a month, maybe two or three times just depending on what I've got going on. Yeah. And so I just sent out a, a notification on Patreon. Hey guys, you know, I'm going to have a, a zoom this Tuesday and let's hang out for a little bit. And so we just jump on chat about life and home theater. And and I try to give them, you know, just access to, to me, certain things that like even today's video <laughs> I shared, like, you know, I'm, I recorded from my theater room. I leave there. I go into my daughter's bedroom. Bed's not made. I got boxes stacked up of, of equipment and, and you're kind of seeing the mess. Normally I reserve right. that for patrons. I don't care if patrons see that, but I'm not going to post that to the world to see that, you know, I got all these stacks of boxes. So usually when I make a video, it's like, all right, let's tidy up the front of the theater room. Let's put all the crap to the back off yeah. camera. And they only see the the good side, the bright side of things, you know. Yep. And, and I'll get your brand. <laughs> That's in two. That's all about it. We'll get three in here before we know it. Um, <laughs> but I just took a chance. I'm like, you know what? This this is about. And somebody commented, they're like, dude, this is about as real as it gets, man. You got stuff stacked up everywhere. Martin Logan speakers that I've got to review, and the new projectors on the floor, you know, in a box. And but, yeah, yeah. But, so I I started doing. Uh, uh, hopefully I can keep up with it because like you said, it's like you get ideas and then something else happens or it just gets to be too much. But, um, but for my patrons, I'm trying to do like pre-show stuff. Like I did one for this and I'm like sitting here waiting to join Michael, you know, and, and just put those out. And like you said, like raw, like, okay, here it is. And no microphone unfiltered. Yeah. You see this, you see the exposed ceiling above me with, 
you know, all that fun stuff. Absolutely. And, they, they get the back end kind of backstage pass to your life. And, um, yeah. I share with them, you know, um, sometimes a brand will reach out to me. And so I'll talk to my patrons about it. I'm like, Hey, look, I just had a, a conversation or I had a dinner with Samsung at Cedia. Well, I may not announce that to my whole channel, but I want my patrons or maybe I have questions, you know, during Patreon last night. I'm getting your feedback on going, okay, we're thinking about this with M-Wave, but we're trying to figure this out. We're trying to make something really cool. What do you think? And so now you've got, you know, some input into the content that I create and, and this event that we're building called, you know, the Midwest AV experience. And, and so my patrons are a huge part of that. And I want them to feel like they belong to my journey here on YouTube. I actually, I had an idea for you last night. I didn't want to talk too much because yeah. I didn't want to be that no, dude, content that, creator to come in and be like, hey, oh gosh, it's DJ. No. no, no, no. What we do. So, uh, so what about, uh, I don't know if anybody's thought of this, a, a rack off. So you set up two racks okay. with old, with old gear or some, some gear that's not plugged in or anything, or All you right. could, but say you had a receiver, you have a, um, Throw in a, a Blu-ray player, maybe some, maybe an ampl, an external amplifier, and uh, another piece of gear or something like that, and mm-hmm. then just like a whole bunch of wires in the back, a box of wires, and you set two of these up. Oh, and you just get man. two lines of people, <laughs> and you go go first person to set it up correctly oh, wins. Oh, funny! That's Wouldn't it. that be fun? I mean, because I, I love doing that. It's like. And you could even have like a junction box for speaker wise. You don't have to have speakers, but say you had a junction box on the wall and you have to have them all going from the right oh, output to the input. <laughs> and it'd just be a room where you can test your, your skills behind a rack or something like that. I thought that would be fun. Uh, interesting. Yeah. A rack off. That's cool. That'd be funny. So, yeah. Something interactive. Yeah, for sure. And, and you win a prize. There you go. <laughs> you get the old gear. Yes, get the old old fashioned gear. There's that old Sansui AVR. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, so um, what is right now? Mm-hmm. This is all about the scenes. I gotta yeah. get this in. Okay. What is your go to movie or scene today that you mm-hmm. use for demo? Okay, good. I mean, that's is. Somewhat easy because I just had some friends over literally yesterday. And so I've got, so one thing is, um, I asked him, I said, you know, what, what do you want to hear? Is there any, are there any particular scenes that you'd like? And they said, not really. They said, we just really want to hear something with Atmos because we don't have Atmos. And I said, okay, cool. So my go-to for Atmos is going to be Gravity Lux Edition. Um, that one is one that is encoded. If you get gravity, the regular Blu-ray, it's, it's not at most. So you have to get the Lux edition. Unfortunately, um, you can't buy it new. And typically if you look on eBay, you may spend a hundred bucks, 200 bucks. It's just stupid prices. Kind of like Oppo, you know, there, yeah, uh, there is actually one. We just talked about it on my show a couple of weeks ago. My buddy John bought one out of Spain. Yeah. Uh, Amazon Spain and he paid with shipping. I think it was like 35 bucks. Yeah. But it has the Atmos, but it's not, it's not the Lux edition, Diamond Mm -hmm. Lux. Oh, interesting. It's just, 
Yeah, it's just a regular Blu-ray out of Spain okay. with the uh, Dolby Atmos track. Okay. And a bunch of my listeners, I think, they bought have. it or tried to, but it's now yeah. sold out. Mm-hmm. So, but for for people listening, just check that out because it's uh, it, yeah. it is you can get it a cheaper way than just sure. the Diamond Lux. Yeah. So, I, you know, that's one of my go tos for Dolby Atmos. Another one that I use is a quiet place. There's a scene where, you know, she's going downstairs and she steps mm. on the nail. And and that's a great one because you'll hear the monster at a specific upper left speaker when he first comes into the scene. And then you hear him walking around above you. Then he comes down the steps. So it moves from the height channels or your atmost channels down to your front left speaker. And then he walks down the stairs and it pans over to your left surround, you know, so it's just done really, really well. So for Atmos, I love using those two scenes, um, you know, for really just dynamics and, and crazy action. I'll use something, of course, Ready Player One. Um, I'll use <laughs> Fury, the tank scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of just has some really great LFE, some really gut wrenching bass. Um, I'll use John Wick, of course. Uh, the shotgun scene is incredible. Um, I mean, I don't have a, an absolute favorite, but those are definitely some of the ones that are kind of like my go-tos that I'm typically going to pull out more than likely. And of course, Maverick, you know, yeah. I've been using that a lot different. And what I'm trying to do is find different scenes because there's a bunch of them, you know, it doesn't have to be that very final one. Yeah. There's some other great, you know, you know, scenes in that. So, but yeah, those are some fun ones for me. One of the ones from Maverick I really like is that opening scene when he comes into the office right after he crashes and you hear that clock ticking. Yeah. And it's like, and you don't hear that necessarily on like a sound bar or something, but in in a, in it's, it's more prevalent in a, you know, a good home theater room. Um, what did you think of a quiet place? That scene in, Mm -hmm. uh, did you get to hear that in the Trinov room? Did they play uh, that one for you? Honestly, I don't know. I think I heard it in the Gramani system. They had asked. I think it was that one. No, Man, that was a tr- start, Trinov. They all blurring together. I know. Yeah, I remember that was the Trinov. So maybe it was. I think maybe yeah. I did. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It, and it was good. Um, one of the things I thought, but it suffered a little bit because you could still hear the ambient sounds of the floor, right? Sure. Of, the, of, yeah, sure. of Cedia. Itself. Yeah, they can't, they can't isolate that. Yeah. But it's still, like you said, hearing that even in that room, you could yep. hear that the overhead sounded in the yep. bass in that scene. is. Yeah, I feel like room. the one thing about that room that was lacking probably most was bass. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys had 24 21 inch subwoofers, man. 12 up front, 12 in the back. And you're like, holy crap. That's just, yeah. that is, oh my goodness. That is wild, man. No, that, yeah. that had plenty of bass. Yeah. Plenty of bass. And how the, the, um, what is a wave forming or yeah. what they call it and how they, they do it when it's on. And yep. then they'll, or they'll, they'll do it first. They'll give mm-hmm. you that base notes, what, from yep. five to a hundred hertz. Yeah, they do a frequency sweep. And so you're hearing it go ooh, all the way up. Yeah. And it's weird because it's not linear. It's not the same volume. It kind of, 
you hear the peaks and you hear the dips in it. You hear mm-hmm. the hollow spaces in that frequency response. You're like, well, that doesn't sound real good. And then they turn on waveforming and it's just linear. It's very smooth on every single note. And I'm like, that's really cool. The one thing that somebody asked me and they, or they made a comment on my channel. Okay. They use 24, 21 inch subwoofers, 12 up front, 12 mm-hmm. and back to accomplish that waveforming. They did do it with less. Did you hear the differences? That, it was honestly, very small. Okay, that, that I didn't hear. I, okay. When I went in for the demo, it was, I think they just did on and off. I don't think they did just, you mm. know, a couple of subwoofers. But the thought is, is okay, if it takes that many to make that happen, couldn't you get the same with just, you know, six subwoofers or eight subwoofers in a room and scatter them around the room to get consistent seat to seat, flat frequency response? And they got a point there, so. I think, I and you they, can, they, they yeah. did demonstrate, and it has more okay. to do with the size of the room okay, too. That's good. So, sure. but yeah, you can, if, and you can even do it with, uh, it doesn't have to be like six and six or like they did 12 and 12. I, okay. one of their demos I think was like, was like five and two or something like okay. that at, at each. I can't remember the numbers, but it was an odd, odd okay. amount. And I don't mean odd number, but yeah, they weren't sure. perfectly matched at yeah. front and rear. Was it's it more. Yeah, it wasn't symmetrical. Perfect. Mm-hmm. It, but it's more about using the backside to cancel the front side to do okay. and all how sense. it works. Yeah. yeah. So I do think that's something that we'll be able to, that will trickle down to us eventually. Yeah. I think so. Um, with the right setup. But, sure. Uh, I think yeah. technology is awesome, man. We've got so many cool things now that, you know, technology is, is really changing the way that we experience movies. You know, yeah. again, going back to Dolby Pro Logic, you had two front speakers, a left and right. So that's stereo. And the center channel was information derived from the yeah. left and right channel. They just kind of matrixed, matrixed. it yep. and put it in the center. And then your rear surrounds were identical sound. So if you heard something yeah. in Top Gun go from the front to the back, both of those speakers in the rear would light up at the same time. So then we get to Dolby Digital and mm-hmm. DTS, the original DTS and the original Dolby Digital. Now you're separating to five discrete channels, left, center, right, and you've got a dedicated right rear and a dedicated left. And so we see this technology changing and it, it enhances what we experience when we're watching a movie to be able to have tactile transducers in our chairs, and especially in the areas where you know, you live in an apartment. You can't have a 21 inch subwoofer. You'll get eviction notice, you know? <laughs> so having something like tactile transducers that move your seats, but they don't make noise to disturb your neighbor, that's technology. That's an awesome thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, it's, it's been so much fun. It, the evolution, watching the evolution. And it's when I have people on and we talk about like what they've experienced, it's, I love going back through that. And, and again, like you said, it's like, we're not the experts, but then people bring stuff up and you be like, there's so much, like, even that we've forgotten, sure. right? And then you're like, oh my God, I forgot that existed or something like that. And, but yeah, it's like, do you remember AC3? That was oh, what it was. Dolby yeah. Digital was That's, first yeah. on right. LaserDisc, right? That's correct. And yeah, it was like. Fiber optic cable was when that first yep. came out. You're like, oh dude, we're actually getting a digital signal now. And, and you mean yeah, that one you, cable has five speak, like five different speakers it can carry. It's like, what is that kind of magic? Yeah. 
It wasn't it cool just having that type of cable, that little like, what was it, the Toslink cable, yeah. and you're looking at it like what? Okay, like I gotta red, use one of these. Like a red and the light coming through there, but somehow there's five discrete channels. Like how does that even work? And they're bouncing through mirrors in there or something. And uh, yeah, yeah. don't kink it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'll stop the but, flow, man. I think, didn't we even have to get a special, like the original LaserDisc players didn't have that. So you had to up, I mean, you had to upgrade just like Atmos. You had to upgrade your entire ecosystem. Yeah. Like you had to have the disc, you had to have the player and you had to have a receiver that would decode it. That took, yeah. So I can't remember if the players had any kind of decoding that problem. I would think back then it would have had to been in the, in the device, like the AVR. Yeah. In your audio video receiver. Nowadays, of course, we can either use the receiver or you can use the player, like your 4K player or Blu-ray player that can do the decoding for you. Mm. Um, I'm not sure, honestly, if Laserdisc had that ability back then or if it just sent it kind of like, here's all the data and then you do the decoding at the AVR side. So yeah. again, well, I didn't know much about it back then. I was yeah. just, I didn't even own one. I wanted one, but it was $400 for that Pioneer. And I'm a college student. I'm broke as a goat, man. I'm working as a waiter and, you know, paying my own school bill as I go. So I don't take out student loan debt. And I just remember my buddy bought one and I had the speakers. He had a nice TV and he had the, the player. So I brought my, I, we, hooked up as a roommate. So I brought my speakers in. I had some DCM 12s. So it was a three-way back in the day of Circuit City. We had Technique speakers, which that was kind of like my first real set of speakers. And then they were, I think, um, 10s. And then I Circuit City had the trade-in upgrade program. And I worked there too. So I would, within I think a year, if you trade them in, you get, I don't remember how much, if it was full or if you got part of you know, the value back. Yeah. So I traded them in, got the DCM 12s and those jokers slammed. So we're watching Top Gun, you know, in a, in a little dorm room and it's just rocking. Yeah. My daughter, I I set her up when we moved her into college Yeah, and I set her up with the, uh, I think it was the uh, Samsung surround, you know, Mm -hmm. sound bar, uh, rear channel. I got other rear channels to go with it and everything. And then, Sure. You know, because that's, that's what you do when you send your little yeah. girl off to college, right? You set her up with a home theater in a room. And that's that's how her and her husband met. They yeah. would have movie night. Oh, nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, my and daughter, the- she's going to um, University of Gainesville in Florida. And she's the one that really loves music. She's always had speakers in her room. And, and even my son, the other two girls, they don't really care. Um but Naomi, when she moved, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to send these uh, Klipsch fives with you. And she had them in her bedroom. I basically, I loaned them to her. I'm like, okay, I'll let you take them to, to college, but I want them back. I never got them back, but no. I, I made one of my first YouTube shorts. It was something like, like I got an idea. And, uh, I said something about, um, oh my goodness. I have to go back and watch it. Cause one of my very first ones. But I was saying how, you know, that they were going to be going with her off to college. And I said something about like, and I'm going to miss them. And the way I said it, you didn't know if I was talking about I was going to miss her. I was going to miss the speakers, you know, <laughs> just having some fun with it. That's great. Yeah, man, but, but she's got the hookup. So we try to do that with our kids, man. 
Of course. Yeah, experiences. Yeah. Of set course. Up. yeah. We used to do, I've told my listeners, we used to do movie night and mm-hmm. then it got to be too much trouble because mm-hmm. every, every Sunday night we would do movie night yeah. and somebody, we would rotate every week who got to pick the movie. And then mm-hmm. once we were out of like, it took only a couple months and everybody was like, it's too much stress. I don't yeah. want to pick it. You won't like it. Oh. And they were all stressed out about it. I'm like, well, that's kind of taking the fun out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jessica, she's always chick flick. She wants something romantic comedy and that's cool. Yeah. Um, of course I want something like an action movie and some, I want to test my speakers and the subwoofers yeah. and the Apple speakers and she could care less about that stuff. So we, yeah, I've started listening to more, watching more comedies in Mm -hmm. my theater with my wife because Steve, uh, on the show was talking, I think it was nice guys. And he's like, Oh, you got to check it out. And usually I save the comedies for like upstairs in the living room and we'll watch those while we have dinner. But some of these movies are like, all right, let's get back in. I haven't seen them in a while. And it really does give you that home, that theater experience where you saw them in the first place. And, Mm And it is, it's more fun. And, and there are little sounds and stuff, not a lot to talk about on the show, but it's, right. but it is still fun. Yeah. Know? But, um, so how, how, how long before you get rejuvenated, but from after Cedia and like what it's like to yeah. like, you know, I know you've got a lot of videos to do and stuff like yeah. that, but like how long before you're recharged and you're ready to go right back out there? One day. One day. That's, yeah, literally. Yeah. I just, I need to come home and get some sleep. Cause yeah. with Cedia, like I said, I was staying up till 2 a.m. You're going all day long. You're getting up at 6 a.m. So once I got back, let's see. So we, we wrapped up Cedia on Sunday. I flew back Sunday night. I don't know how long I stayed up. Um, probably went to bed at a decent hour, maybe 10 or 11, maybe. But just made sure I got a good full night's rest. And then for the most part, I was ready to go the next day. I was editing again. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know, man. I just, like I said, I, I just can, enjoy it. Yeah. I can see that though, because I just, since I've come home, I've never, I'd never been. This is yeah. the first time I, I'd never been. Obviously, when I was reading about these years ago, yeah. um, I didn't have the opportunity to go. Sure. But always wanting to go. Right. Me too. Um, but then you get there and it's like after my first, I'm, I've just been so excited to yeah. just do more and more and more. My wife's like, when are you going to slow down? <laughs> I'm like, why? Yeah. I'm, exactly. like, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just having fun with it. And it does, it keeps, it keeps you going. But, yeah. um, what do you do? What do you do outside of home theater for fun? Sure. Yeah. So outside of home theater. Oh man, that's a good, well, I mean, I, I love photography. I've always loved photography. Um, That's funny though, because uh, not funny that you say that, but it's, you love photography, but you said a bunch of times, like you don't consider yourself a video file, but I feel like with being in photography, you sure. would kind of okay. be like that. So when I say I'm not a video file, I know honestly very little about HDR. I don't even know what HDR 10 and 10, like if you were to say, Michael, explain the difference between HDR 10 and HDR 10 plus. I have no clue because I've spent all of my time in the audio side of it. I never really focused on the video. Um, I don't know how to calibrate a projector, you know, or a TV with, uh, with the, so- I don't even know the names of the software for calibration. 
So that's where I mean, like, you know, if I were to go in and, and look through all of the menus of the JVC menu, there's a lot of it. I don't have a clue. Like what setting do I use? So I'm going to have to rely on like one thing that's great about audio device. When you buy a projector or an AVR, they give you a PDF on just about all of those products that they have written. And it's like, okay, we've installed hundreds of these. Here's what we found works really well out of, you know, out of the box. If you'll change the setting and try this and this, of course you can go back and tweak it, but these are just our recommended setting. I love that because I don't know what to change. Do I use frame interpolation? Do I use frame adapt? Do I set this to, you know what I'm saying? Those types of things. I don't know what settings to use. There's gamma settings. Well, what the heck do I do with that? You know, do I leave it at one? Do I do, you know what I'm saying? That's where I mean, I'm not a video file. Okay. But, but I shoot in manual. So, I mean, it's not like I don't understand videography. I mm-hmm. think that's different than a video file where, you know, if I were to look at my projector, some people can go, man, that it's just not, I don't know. I don't think that one's as sharp as the other one. I don't know if I would notice that. Or they notice really? things like banding or they, they notice, you know, though, I mean, I can see halo effect when you got white on the dark and it's kind of glowing around. I get that. But, you know, there, there's probably certain things that I just, I don't know if I would, I'm not a pixel peeper. You know what I mean? Right. To me, that's a video file. Yeah. Those guys just, I mean, yeah. Okay. See, they, I they notice those intricacies. I don't. Right. And I, I've, I think I lean more towards you in that way because I am not a pixel peeper. I'm not yeah. that, but, but yeah. like my thing was like, I remember like learning what banding was. Cause mm-hmm. when you do this, especially before yeah. the internet and stuff, yeah. you do all this stuff yeah. and you didn't know what you yeah. didn't know. Right. And a lot of it is, and, and especially for me and, mm-hmm. you know, getting to know you more and more, it's like, I think you're the same way. It's like, I don't care about that. I just want yeah. the experience. Yeah. Right. And it's I mean, like, you can get really person. intricate. Yeah. I want to see beautiful colors. I want to mm. see it kind of bright. But apart from that, I mean, I, I just don't know if I would see some of those things. So that, I guess that's where it differs from. Like, I like photography. It's funny because I would buy used speakers and before I would even hook them up, the first thing I would do is wipe them down because normally they're dusty. I've been in somebody's garage or basement or whatever. Wipe them down, just kind of clean them up, and then I'd bust out my camera and I'd photograph them. Like I'd do close-up shots. I'd try to get some cool angles, get some lighting. And I would do that before I even hook them up, you know. Just get so, pictures of them. Yeah. Nice. And I would share them on. So if you literally, if you go on Google and search for something like Klipsch, RF7 or Klipsch RF83 or Klipsch um, uh, RSW15, you're going to find my images, period, because there are thousands. Um, a lot of them have a red room, like the red walls. You'll see that. Um, but they're literally all over the place. And I found people on eBay selling certain brands or certain models and they're using my photos because they just went to Google and they're too lazy to take one with their own camera. And, and I'm like, that's my RF83s or that was my um, Clips La Scala's or whatever. And they're like, you know, that, that is my room. That is yeah. all right. the top left one is my room. That's in my theater room. The next picture up there that has the three next to each other, that's the RF83s. 
the RF-72s and the RF-7s. That's my living room. Um, yeah, I'm serious. So yeah. like they're, they, they're they were everywhere. the first ones up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying because I have, cause I'm a web developer. I have my own hosting. I don't need somebody else's hosting. I can upload it. So if you were to look at the, the URL of those pictures, it'll be something like, uh, well, actually, I guess those are in the clips community. Um, but a lot of times, even in the clips community, they're embedded directly from my site. So it'll be like soulproduction.com okay. slash forum files slash clips dash RF seven dash three dot JPEG, you know? Jeez. So that's awesome. So I learned over the years, if you title them, you know, uh, yep. and like I said, that's, that must've been uploaded directly to them. But what I yeah. used to do is not do it that way. I would do it just from my server and I would embed it. So it would come, okay. it would basically, the URL would be my website, not Clips's website. Yeah. But it yeah, says uh, clips.com uploads yeah. gallery album yeah. seven gallery. Two, five, yeah, seven, that one I directly eight. uploaded, but a lot of those are yep. actually still hosted on my website. Cause I would upload them to AVS forum, clips forum. Um, eventually I think some of the, the forums stop letting you do that and embed it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of, part of it is probably because at any time I could delete that server and now thousands of images are gone versus if you upload it to their server, then they're always going to have that content on their website. If that makes sense. Right. Oh yeah. yeah but yeah, uh... if, you, if you literally scroll down, I mean, there's, they're all over the place, man. I've got RF. Um, let's see. Those yours. I see the red in the background. Yeah, see, on that see, one. That's, that's my, yeah. But see, I try to get those cool camera angles. Yeah. Yeah. The dramatic cool. camera angles looking up at them. I mean, they are beautiful speakers cool too, speakers, man. The little copper, ceramic woofers and yeah. yeah. But yeah, so I've, I've just got thousands and I don't do it as much anymore. Um, but they're, they're all over the place, man. So there's mine again. You can see the red every single day. Yeah, oh yeah. That's all I'm doing. I'm scrolling, so, looking so for the red. RF 83s next to the RF 42s. And so back then they named them really, really conveniently. RF reference yeah. for standing. Um, 83 means there's three eight inch woofers. 42 means there's two four and a quarter inch woofers or four and a half or something like that. So that made yep. sense back then. Today, that's funny. Yeah. That's funny. That's yeah. great though. I mean, yeah. and it's like you said, you had those dramatic angles. I mean, that first one that we, I'll pull it up again. Um, let's see. With the three side by side. The three side by side I thought was interesting because what did you, did you actually light that or did you use a window? Uh, like so see how it's lit from the side. You did a really good job. Yeah, that was literally way before I had any lighting. That was early on in my YouTube channel. It was actually that was before my YouTube channel. So yeah. that literally was me taking photographs, sharing them on the Clips community. So there, I have a triple sliding glass door to the left of that. So you can see the natural light coming on the left side. Yeah. So that's all, and you can even see on the cabinet to the right. So, yeah, parts. that's what I. The, yeah. the knobs yeah. and that see is, how sharp that, that light yeah, is. Yeah, that's just that. There's a big triple sliding glass door right to the left of that yeah, room. It looks about like 6 a.m. or 6 p.m. <laughs> or something in the yeah, summertime. It's probably, or, yeah, know. it's probably in the evening because that is our, uh, that would be our west 
So okay. the sun, sun was setting at about that time. So you got that yeah. harsh light coming out of like 45 degree. Well, yeah. 45. Like, yeah. It's like flat. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> a direct diagonal. Yeah. It looks great though. And especially the way it accentuates the wood on mm-hmm. that one on the far left there. Yeah. It looks awesome. But those That's are funny. cool. That was, that was what I, I shared with clips. I'm like, Hey, look, I own the version ones and the version twos. And I even had the 83s and I wrote about those differences in your forum. But I think it'd be cool if you sent me the RF sevens. And I could do the same thing, but do it in video format. And that's what I did. Right. That's awesome. Countless photos out there. Yeah. I mean, you're, that's what I mean by like a video, like you definitely have an eye for detail and stuff like that and knowing how to light. But yeah, I I get what you're saying about in the home theater world. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different animal, but yeah, that's awesome. Great. I mean, that's, did you, is that just a hobby or did you do that at all in school? No, no. Everything that I've ever done, even web design, I went to school to be a pastor. So that's where youth man comes from. So Mm -hmm. I went to Bible college. Um, I went to community college first for two years, just got my basics out of the way. And then I transferred to a Christian college, studied um, Bible and theology. So my my bachelor's is in theology with an emphasis in student ministry. So I was a student pastor. That's where youth man comes Mm -hmm. from. Um, so yeah, so everything that I know about home theater, about photography, camera, videography, lighting, everything, I just, you either had to learn it or like on your own or, um, you know, you find a tutorial online, whether it was written form back in the day before YouTube, when I was learning to build websites, we didn't have YouTube tutorials. We had websites that would have screenshots. Here's what you click on and here's what you, here's the setting you use and this, what does this? And it was so difficult. And then YouTube came along and was like, Oh, this makes it a lot easier. I can visually watch somebody build a website. And so I spent the first year in 2004 every night. I'm just, I'm spending like till midnight learning how to build websites, you know? So, um, but yes, yeah, so a lot of that's just self-taught. So I enjoy photography um, I enjoy casual gaming. I'm not a gamer, but I love playing, you know, especially with my son because my son's now 24. Um, he has a son who's eight months old, Roman. And awesome. so late at night, you know, for a long time, we were playing like Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, um, Warzone. So we play these games and it would be like me and my son and maybe two of his friends. And so we're on a squad. We've got the headphones on. We're talking yeah. to each other and flanking the, the enemy. And so that's a way for me to stay connected relationally with my son, even though he's no longer in my household. Right. And I've always loved gaming. I've owned an Atari and a Nintendo and uh, early PlayStation and so I was never really a gamer per se, definitely not a hardcore gamer, but I'm a very casual gamer. But um when I remember he told me a long time ago, he said, Dad, you really got to check out God of War. And uh, I'm thinking, I don't know, I'm not going to really play games about mythical creatures and stuff. And not really my style. And and then at one point, I don't know why. I, oh, I know what it was. I had access to... I had purchased the uh, PlayStation Plus, I think they call it. So it's like there you get monthly video games. and Okay. Yep. 
So you pay, I don't know what it, however much it's 60 bucks a year or whatever. And one of those was God of War Ragnarok. And so I downloaded it. And from the moment I started playing it, I was hooked. I mean, for the first 10 minutes, I'm going, holy cow, this is like cinematic, man. There's story. It's visually appealing. The, the, the fighting, you know, is, is amazing. And I just got sucked in this game and, and just found myself. And I even made a YouTube video. I'm like, I know this is way out of my niche and way out of my, what I typically, but the video, the title of the video, was something like um, the best movie I've ever experienced. And people are like, that's not a movie, dude. That is a, it's a video <laughs> game. But I'm like, that's the whole point of the video. It's like a dang movie. It right. was so real. It pulled me in with this character development. And you get attached to this father and this son that are, you know, the kid wants to grow up and, and be his, his own man. But then you got the father trying to protect him. And it was just a cool storyline, man. And, so I, I love gaming um, and probably the other big thing I love to do, don't get a chance to do much of it living in Florida, but we like to take our family and go snowboarding. So, Oh, nice. So yeah. We'll either drive up to West Virginia to snowshoe because that's close to us relatively. Mm-hmm. It takes us about 16 hours to drive, but it's cheap. I mean, we can do a family of six for like 1200 bucks, all inclusive yeah. versus we went out West one year I paid for everything. It cost me $12,000 for that trip. Yeah. Flight, hotels. Um, and not only was it our six, but it was like their boyfriends and my son's now wife. You know, they were probably, I don't know if they were married then or might have been a fiance at that point, but we covered all of them. And, and it was like, we just saved up a long time. We're like, let's go out to Colorado. That would be awesome, man. So we went to Breckenridge. Stayed, stayed slopes out had this big old condo, but you know, that fit 11 yeah. people. So, but, uh, love to snowboard. So that's probably like the three main things is, you know, photography, snowboarding, and a little bit of gaming. That's, yeah. so that's kind of like what I do for, to relax and just kind of chill. Yeah. I don't, I used to game very similar to you, just not serious gaming, just for mm-hmm. fun. I liked, like, I love first person shooters. Yep. And, and I love like in my theater to get that full surround. And it's like yeah. people be like, Oh, you need a small screen so you can see. I'm like, no, I like to hear yeah. like somebody sneaking up behind you and stuff. And I, my son got into it. And, um, when he went to same, same thing you said, when he went to college, yeah. I, he took the PlayStation with him, right. PlayStation four. I, I got a new one for here and I hadn't played in years, probably mm-hmm. since like the early 2000s. And we were playing one of the Call of Duties or something where you, I, I, I think it was where you drop in by parachute first, yep. and you come in. And he was trying to show me, and yeah. I don't even think my listeners Probably know about this. Yeah, yeah, you Warzone. You're on a plane and you jump out. You pick yep. where you want to drop. It's kind of like Fortnite, but yeah, yeah. Yep. And mm-hmm. I don't think my listeners know this story because John and I talked about it on our our old podcast. We had chat with the comic yeah. books. And I was that newbie. I hadn't played in years. I know how to move the buttons, but yeah, I didn't yeah. know where anything was. I didn't know what actions I needed to do. Yep. Yep. I was, and, and I've got the headset on. I'm talking to my son and yeah. I'm like, and again, you're just trying to stay in touch with them while they're away. They're not yep. living there. Right. Yep. 
I was crying laughing because yeah. I jumped out of the plane. I think one time I never opened the chute. Another time, yeah. yeah another, he's like, you got to open your chute. And then he's like, dad, where are you going? Where are you flying right. to? I'm like, how do I operate I this know. thing? Right. Brandon. It took me so many trips of jumping it. You know, you die, try. All right. We'll back out, dad. We'll try again. Yeah. And we'll get, and then I'm, I'm seeing it from his side. He's like, look at what you're seeing. Like you see the end replay before you right. die. And I'm yeah. like running around, jumping around. I got no weapons. He's like, dad, what are you doing? Just stay with me. I'm like, how do I do that? That's <laughs> funny, dude. But those are uh, things that, I mean, like I've always tried to keep the mindset. My kids will never really remember the stuff that I buy them, but what they will remember are the times that I spent with them. And so I just try to be real intentional. My son and I have done some pretty adventurous stuff. We used to wakeboard together. Um, we've gone to wake parks in Florida. So where it's like, um, it's kind of like a pulley system. So you kind of, yeah. you're, you're on like a dock and pulley comes around, grabs your line and you take off and you're either on a wakeboard or a kneeboard. We've done that. Um, we've gone skydiving. So when he t- hit 18, really? he went, I went skydiving on my 40th and he's like, dad, when I go, when I hit 18, I want to go. So of course I take him skydiving with me. And so we end them or do you pull your own? Oh no, you, you can't physically with like, I guess legally you can't skydive right. without X amount of jump. So yeah, it was tandem. Right. Yeah. Um, Funny story though, it's on my YouTube channel. If you search for youth man skydiving, my first shoot did not open. Really? So we jump out of the So plane. there was a second shoot. I know in the jump there was, but you went again when that happened? So the oh. very first time I went skydiving, I was 40 years old. We jump out of the plane and I've got it all on video because I paid the extra, whatever, 50 bucks to videotape the thing. Yep. They, they wouldn't let you bring your own GoPro for liability. Um, so they have to record it. You have to pay them. So we jump out of the plane and you free fall for about 45 seconds. I think they told us. Um, so you free fall for 45 seconds and you're like, Oh man, this is awesome. This is cool. I got the biggest grin on my face. It's so euphoric up there. I thought it would be almost like a roller coaster when you jump or when you hit that peak and you drop. Like, you know, this, your stomach's in your chest and your throat, like that kind of feeling, but it's not. It's the most peaceful, euphoric feeling. It's quiet up there, which is really weird because you're, you think it's like just, I mean, you're falling fast, but it, it's a different feeling. Like yeah. you, don't, you don't hear a lot of noise up there. So we're falling, free falling. He pulls the chute and I'm like, woo, man, this is awesome. This is great. This is cool. And, and, I don't know how long. I mean, it might have been 20 seconds, 15 seconds. I don't know. We start falling again. So we went from horizontal to vertical, you know, when the chute was pulled yep. back to horizontal. And my brain, I'm like, yeah, man, I got to, you know, it didn't click. Why are you horizontal again? We were just vertical with a parachute above us. And now you're free falling again. And so very quickly after we free fall the second time, he pulls the reserve chute. And dude, he is huffing and puffing, breathing extremely hard back there. And I look back and I'm like, something tells me that didn't go as planned. And he said, let me just say there was a whole lot of S going on up there. And what I, what I found out and he said, here, hang on to this. So he reaches around in front and hands me the cable, you know, that you steer with. And I'm thinking in my mind, Oh, this is awesome. He's going to let me steer. He hands me the cables and they 
are not connected to anything. So w- apparently when you pull the reserve, like you, what they call a cutaway at the, and the first shoot basically just got twisted. It got tangled. So it wasn't deployed fully. So we were dropping too fast. So he had to make a decision to cut away. Well, when you cut away, you still hang on to those original handles because they're expensive. And so you repack those with the next shoot. So he's like, here, hold these. Don't let go of them because we need to, you know, they're expensive and we need to use them to repack the shoot. And so I'm looking way out in front of us and the other parachute is just spiraling to the ground. And he's like, keep an eye on where that lands because at some point we got to go back and get it because that's like three grand, you know. So it was a crazy ordeal. But, of course, I went later on a couple years later with my son and. We did it again. I think I did it a third time. And, and finally after that, I'm like, okay, I've, I've checked that off my bucket list. I'm good to go. Yeah. that's. But, that, it, but it's those types of memories that my son will always yeah. remember. It's not the toy that I used to, you know, that I bought him or the video game that he got or right. those types of things. It's the vacations that you take. It's those experiences that you, you share. And those late nights that we're staying up till one in the morning playing Call of Duty, you know, trying yeah. to, trying yeah. to figure out an Easter egg on, you know, on on zombies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. My son is get, we've, while he was growing up, we, he always just wanted to do the same things as me. Yeah. Uh, just, he wanted to do mountain biking when he was like five years old. I got him a mountain bike. We took him to the local, you know, we have a state park here and he's like that every time and it's in our town. And then every time we drive by the entrance to it, that's where I went for my first mountain bike, mountain, mountain biking trip sure because i used to go i've been out to colorado to mountain bike i've been my buddy i used to go all over for it right but now he's in on it right sure then he then he grows up now he's building his own mountain bike he's doing all the stuff that i did when i was his age and and now i'm like now i'm trying to get in shape so i can go with him there you go just and it's i mean it's but yeah it's it's that stuff Mm -hmm. and then my daughter i used to Obviously it's, it's a little different. She didn't, my son plays hockey. I play hockey. We have a lot in common physically, but my daughter, I used to uh, go to her school and pick her up in the middle of the day unannounced and take her to a movie. And we do like, you know, little get her out of school. And she's like, she still said, she said it on the podcast, but she's like the first time she didn't know what was going on. Yeah, but then this every time, every year after that, or every time after that, she'd be like, "I know where I'm going." Right, nice. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's the experiences. It's not the oh, remember the Barbie doll or remember yeah. the you know exactly. whatever. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Totally. Agree that. Yep. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, I had something else. I was just I had another one while you were talking. Like you were saying. Was it in this when we were talking earlier? Or you said it last night, but you're like, I don't even know what they're saying. I'm waiting for the next question. Yeah, absolutely. So when I'm, yeah. When I'm interviewing somebody, I forget what we talked yeah. about because I'm trying to figure out, okay, he's talking about this. When he takes a breath or whatever, when he kind of concludes that thought, I at least know where I'm going next. And that just makes it easier to keep a continuous conversation. But you kind of forget like, oh, shoot, I don't even know what I was talking about. Yeah. And well, like, that's what I was just saying with you. It's like, I'm like, I do, that's why I do these. So I kind of leaned into my strength slash weakness. Like I can't keep, it's like, how do I, how do I keep a format going? Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like you, you, somebody says something. I'm like, I got a great question. I'm going to ask him when he's done with this. Then you'll say something and that sparks 
another question. Yeah, and then you're like, forget. I know I had something else and I couldn't wait to ask it, but I can't. Re-. And then you hang up and you're like, oh my God, how did I not ask him? <laughs> you know, whatever it was, right? Um, I, so I remember the first time I got on, it was, was it SVS? I had on the show mm-hmm. and they, they gave me an hour. Yeah. And that was the first time somebody nice. said, yeah, you were giving you an hour. And I was like, Oh God, how do I keep this yeah. to an hour? Cause yeah. I'll just go on tangents and everything. And it's, you know, and well, like you with Anthony Gramani, yeah. right. And it's You're just having fun. Tom flies. Yeah, exactly. Do you get when you're like on the floor and stuff like that? Do you get, um, do you go in with predetermined questions or do you just talk off the cuff with them? Off the cuff. And, and the biggest thing, I just start off the question, you know, hey, you know, we're here at whatever. Right. Maybe we're here at the Trenov booth. I'm here with DJ. DJ, tell me, you know, you've got this incredible room. We just had an opportunity to experience it. This was phenomenal. Tell us what you brought to the show. And then you let them lead the discussion because they have. I mean, for lack of better words, it, in a way, it's like their spiel. Our, hey, man, Michael, mm-hmm. so glad you're here. This year, we brought 24, 21-inch subwoofers. We've got the Trenov processor. And then as we're talking, then I just come up with thoughts and questions. And they're general, like, genuine questions that I have about the system or why they chose this. Or maybe they'll say something, and I've got something I can kind of relate to. Mm. And I've always tried to just have a conversation um, to me, I would rather have a, a conversation with a brand than just listen to a sales pitch because um, yeah. they can get that on the website. So let's just have some fun. And I remember interviewing Taylor. So he's the CEO of Kaleidoscape yes. so last year. And you could tell at the beginning of the video, he was kind of, I don't know if he was nervous, but he was just kind of stiff, you know. And by the end, he definitely started loosening up. And even this year, he's like, Michael, I really enjoyed our time last year. And that means a lot to me to know that a CEO of a company had a good time in the, in that conversation. And I just told him, I said, look, Taylor, if you and I are having fun, my audience is going to have fun, you know? And so let's just have fun, man. Let's just hang out. Let's talk about the exciting things that you've got going on at Kaleidoscape or Denon or, or whoever, um, Martin Logan and, and let's share with my audience why you're at Cedia. Like, what did you bring? What, you know, uh, cause a lot of times with Cedia, because it's custom integrators, they're showcasing new products to their integrators because they're going to be the ones that are in- installing it and selling it. Like I filmed the Anthem and Paradigm room demo room. And in that they had their prototype. Speakers. They had a prototype, like big, massive. It's kind of like a soundbar, but it's like a soundbar on steroids. It was basically just three horizontal speakers that were just mounted in one speaker. I mean, it was, I mean, Mm. nice. I mean, this is not your typical soundbar Samsung kind of thing. This is a rock star, probably expensive, but it's, it's a beast of a center channel. And then they had some other prototype surrounds. And so they get a chance to come in, hear about the new products, hear about the new technology so that they can go and implement it or integrate it into a home theater that maybe they're building. Um, so I try to take that information and share that with my audience because I know it's going to trickle down to us as consumers. We're going to be buying that or we're going to be considering that yeah. for our home theater. We're talking about waveforming. 
Mm-hmm. What is waveforming? Let's do some content on educating. What is this new technology? What are the new Dolby standards? What are the, you know, all of this types of stuff. And and so we just try to capture what's at the show and then relay that to our audience in a way that they can understand. And, and in the process, let's try to have some fun doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, while, while you were talking, I made notes. Oh, yeah. There you go. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I got yeah, two time. Because I forgot. I, I like I literally my first question was the second one here, but I, while you were talking and talking to, um, um, uh, Taylor, mm-hmm. um, it, it's it, talking about that is like well, the first time when I was on SVS, they do their happy hour yep. and, sure. you know, and yeah. I was on there and I'd never met Gary before. Yeah. And, um, Nick, who Nick and Larry had been on my show and Nick, Nick is like DJ, he's announcing me to come on and you've been on there and it's like they have you in the green room. So you're watching and listening and Nick is talking me up and he's like, DJ brings so much energy. He's so much fun. He's this, that, right. And he's like, he goes, I mean, we just got to get him in here. Right. And they bring me in and now we go to four around and I just go, hello. <laughs> and Nick's, <laughs> yeah, Nick's face dropped, and yeah. in the bottom, the bottom right corner was Larry. Yeah, Larry starts cracking up because he That's knew exactly what I was doing. And Gary is in the top, and yeah. Gary's like, "Oh, what's going on?" And then I, I opened up. Of yeah. course, I, I was joking, yeah. and we have fun, and we kept going. But what Nick told me afterwards is they have the they have their private chat mm-hmm. going. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, and he was like. So they're like, supposedly when you, when you go on these things, you get yeah. about 10 minutes to talk to them and sure. they move you out and they sell, right. they, 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 uh, raffle off gear and stuff. Yeah, sure. Yep. Gary texted Nick and he's like, just let him go. He's just got so much energy. Let that's him go. Fun. Yeah. And they let me, they gave me like another five or 10 minutes and I was yeah. like, Oh, cool. That's fun. But that, that's exactly like you said. It's like, let's have fun with this stuff. And like, and I had Gary on the show and I eventually, and I wanted to open him up, like you sure. said, with Taylor and stuff. Yeah. Um, but my other comment was experiences. One of the things that really I was surprised and pleasantly surprised with, and I didn't even get to mention it in my show yesterday at Cedia it's a lot of well not a lot the two biggest rooms mm-hmm. the Trinov I consider the Trinov and the Gramani room the two mm-hmm. big rooms in yep. the, on the floor right over and over it's all about the experiences sure. it's yeah. all about the we're just trying to give you the best experience right. I was yep. talking with Peter after briefly because uh, I forget his last I always forget his, it begins with an A he's got the longer yep. hair in the Trinov yep. room right yep. Yeah, he's, and he, he's with Officina Acoustica. Yes. Yeah, he designs the rooms. Correct. And he's like, he goes, I, you know, I saw him on with Todd on AV Nirvana too. And he was just like, um, just talking about, what do they do, like 10, 15 rooms a year or something like yeah. that? And he goes, he Peter loves. Ailet, A-Y-L-E-T-T. A-Y-L-E-T-T. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't yeah. Yeah just so much passion and he just wants to give you the best possible experience. And even like he was saying, like when I was talking, it's not about the expensive gear. Yeah. You know, it's like you can get a great experience going down from there, but hearing people talk about that stuff. Yeah. And then it was, uh, Trevor from, I think Trevor from storm audio. Mm -hmm. We're outside the Gramani room. I'm standing with my wife. You were talking, you actually were talking with, uh, Anthony at the time. 
Right. right? And it's, I was in line to, to get my wife into that room yeah. and Trevor's given the spiel and I was standing there and I was with one of my listeners, Joe, he yeah. was there with his wife too. And my wife turns around and looks at me because Trevor said, he's like, he goes, it's about the experience. He goes, it's about being on this side of the screen, experiencing the stuff and experiencing this and just and allowing the experience to wash over you. Sure. My wife looks at me and I, and I was like, I know. I'm like, I looked at my, my, my friend Joe and I go, the only yeah. thing he's not saying is bright side. Right. Was yeah. like, he was just yeah. going on and on about, and I loved that because yeah. I think in this community, we tend we tend to get too caught up sometimes in the nitty gritty and not the the yeah. fact that what it's a, what this is all about. Sure, why right? we do? It. Yeah, you can you can get so sucked into the gear, and man, I need to upgrade this, and I need to change this, and then you forget to just enjoy what you have. You know, I've tried mm-hmm. to on my channel one of the kind of like the phrases that I use over and over is enjoy the journey. Regardless if you're at the soundbar stage or if you're at the two speaker stage or you just added a subwoofer or maybe you went to two subwoofers or maybe you're just installing Atmos or you just got to separates or whatever that part is in the journey. Just enjoy even where you're at right now. Make sure you find time to enjoy even if you're not at the end of your journey. Maybe you're at the beginning or the middle. Enjoy that ex- the experiences that you have in that moment. Yes, you're always going to have something that you want to, you know. That's my cups. Yeah. My cups and my hats both have it on it. It's all about the experiences. It is. That's that's what we're saying the same thing. So one of the key components of, you know, two years ago, we started um, an event, an AV event. So Cedia is for integrators. Mm -hmm. Pretty much you have to be either media, you have to be in the business, like a manufacturer, or you have to be an integrator or somebody in that that invites you and says, hey, come under under my business. Mm-hmm. So it's not open to the general public. Um, there's a lot of companies out there that do uh, trade shows. Um, we've got Axpona. We have uh, here in Florida, we have Florida Audio Expo. We've got Audio Advice Live. These are great events, but they're two-channel two channel focused and every once in a while, like Florida Audio Vice, the only home theater experience there was SVS. Yes. That was it. Everything else was two channel. Um, Audio Advice Live, they do a great show. I love their show, but it's still mostly two channel. And then they have some cool home theater experiences. So two years ago, I was doing a home theater tour in Kansas City. And one of the gentlemen that I was in his home he said, Hey, Michael, in a month, I'm going to have a projector shootout. One thing we like to do in, in Kansas is when we do our home theater crawls with people in this area, we like to just compare stuff. We'll do subwoofer comparisons. We'll do speaker comparisons, amplifier, but we like to do them blind. We want to see if we try to remove the biases from it. Hmm. Can we hear a difference? Um, but one thing we're going to do is we're going to do, a, I want to do a projector comparison. So we're going to ask the local guys to bring their projector. So we'll have some Epsons and some JVCs and some Sonys and maybe some BenQs. And we're just going to put them up on the, on a screen and we're going to have some fun and we'll do some AB comparisons and let's just see what we find, you know? So I came back a month or two later 
And we did that. It was probably about 20, maybe 30 guys in Ryan's basement, you know. DJ, I had a blast. It was so much fun. I mean, where do you get a chance to to see an Epson next to a Sony or Sony next to a JVC? And you don't know what you're looking at. And we look at some dark scenes. We look at some bright scenes. We look at stuff with a lot of motion. And then we just have a conversation. Like, what did you see? Mm -hmm. Well, the right side, man, the black levels were obviously better. But on the right or on the left side, you know, maybe it was – uh, colors were more saturated or maybe it appeared a little bit sharper than, you know, than the right one. And then we, you know, what do you think you were looking at on the right? And then we guess and then right. we just reveal it. You were looking at a blank on the right, a blank on the left. And after that event, I just told Ryan, I said, Ryan, I said, we need to do this every year. Like this was so much fun. And it, again, it was all about the relationships. The experience was cool. But we were developing friendships. We were having fun together and we were sharing our passion together. And I said, what would that look like? And more importantly, how do we get more people here? Because we only fit 30 people in your basement. You know, I mean, it's not like we could invite a hundred people. So we started brainstorming. And from the, the day that I flew home in six months, we hosted our first Midwest AV experience. And the purpose of the Midwest AV experience is we wanted to provide some blind comparisons like that. So we did a projector comparison. We did a um, some speaker comparisons. I think we had four speakers that year. And then we also did room correction. You know, we just wanted to see, like, how does Room Perfect compare to Odyssey, to Direct Live, mm. to Arc, you know? and But the people don't know what they're listening to. And we're going to switch right. between these. And let's just, again, we're not awarding trophies. We just want to have some fun. Where can you get that kind of experience to be able to switch between? Um, let's do that with projectors. So we had the brand new, we had all of the JVC projectors, NZ7, NZ8, NZ9. We had the brand new Sonys that were announced that year in 2022. Uh, that was the uh, 5,000, the 6,000, and the 7,000. And then we even had the Epson LS 12,000. So all of these laser projectors side by side, we had 150 inch Seymour screens side by side. The people in a blind comparison, they didn't know what they were looking at. And we just had a great time. So there was 83 people there total with brands and manufacturers. And there was just a couple of them. And then the next year we moved it to the Kansas city convention center. Originally it was in a uh, performing arts center. Wasn't really ideal. We only had like one back room to do these experiences. And then we had the big stage like you would in a performing art center. So we moved it to the Kansas city center and we rented 14 rooms. And part of that, the experience side of it is we want to provide people with opportunities to experience what home theater sounds like, because I began to poll my audience and even at M wave. And I think I think I asked it this past year. We gathered one morning and I said, just out of curiosity, how many of you have never heard a home theater or experienced a home theater apart from your own? And half of the hands went up. Wow. So they had only experienced their own home theater. They didn't have any, any reference. They didn't have anything to compare. Yeah. And I said, I got another question. I said, how many of you have never experienced Dolby Atmos? And half of their hands went up. And so part of what we're doing in M-Wave is we're providing these home theater experiences so they can experience 
What does an SVS home theater sound like experience? What about a JTR? What about a Martin Logan? What about a Perlison? You know, these are different price points, different um, engineering that went behind it, different, um, you know, materials, different types of tweeters and mid-range drivers. And again, we're not trying to go around and we're not a, I mean, at CDA, you know, you got best of show and best of this. We're not really doing it. That's not our purpose. Our purpose is to give DJ or your audience or my audience the opportunity to come to a show to connect with other people that are like-minded to truly build some relationships and some friendships. Cause let's be honest, this it's kind of lonely. I mean, I don't know a lot of guys in plant city that are into home theater, mm-hmm. you know? So let's get those people together. Let's have some fun. Let's build some connections, some friendships, and let's give them some experiences that they're not going to get at any other trade show. Um, by doing these home theater Dolby. I mean, we had full, JTR brought um, a 9.4.6 Dolby Atmos system. So they Jeff physically had trusses to mount wow. his speakers. Um, now, Jeff owns those trusses. He, he used that system at Axpona a couple years ago, um, I think the year right before COVID. So he hasn't been to a trade show since then. Then, um, you know, SVS. I think for SVS and for Martin Logan and for Perlison, we bought some inexpensive trusses from like Amazon so that they could put some Atmos speakers. And so we had four full Dolby Atmos systems at M-Wave. Again, so people could experience that. And so to me, it is more than just the gear. Um, even Jeff told me next year, he's like, look, if there's any way that we could set up some time to where we could literally after the show, we can just hang out for a couple hours and watch movies or at least a movie at night. I would love that. You know, I want to give people an opportunity, not just a five minute demo, 20 minute demo, some different scenes, but let's watch a whole stinking movie on my JTR system and let's just have fun together. You know, so we're trying that we're, trying to just create something that nobody's really created. Um, so there's definitely a lot of uh, the, the other experience that we try to do with that is the home theater tours. Hmm. So kind of taking, again, I, I go to somebody's home. I go to Steve's home. We film his theater. I interview him. I ask him questions and we share that quote experience with the audience, but that's in a video. But what if we were able to allow participants and attendees to physically come to Steve's home and experience it firsthand? And so what does that look like? And so the first two years we had VIP, VIP gold and VIP platinum. So these are higher tiers. You pay a little bit extra for that experience. And these are great for people that are building home theaters. They've never, like I said, Half of the audience had never experienced somebody's other than their own. So some people, they're building a home theater, but they don't have a reference point. They don't have, they don't know how tight is a 13 by 19 room with two rows Mm. of seating. Does that make sense physically? Is that going to be challenging? What are the limitations we have? But if they can see that and experience that, then they can go, okay, I know I need to make my room a little bit bigger or maybe I don't need to have a cabinet up front that takes up four feet of my room, which is what I deal with. 
So they get a chance to physically see that or maybe they come in my theater room and they see how I lift up my screen with gas shocks and they're like, dude, I want that for my room so I can lift it up and have easy access to my speakers or show people my speakers. So just things like that. And so even this year, we're trying to give more people that opportunity because last year, only 15 people, which was the VIP gold and VIP platinum, had an opportunity to be a part of those home theaters. So that's only 15 people. And we visited four in one day, which was honestly, it's just way too much. That's really difficult, challenging. It's exhausting. We didn't even have time for lunch. Like, oh, crud, we didn't even think about lunch. So we had to squeeze that in there, push the schedule back. So this year, one thing that we want to do is, and that's why we haven't gone live with, with tickets yet, is the idea and the concept is checking with the local Kansas City guys there. And there's certain ones that Jonathan has selected that says, man, I would, I know these guys would just have a really cool home theater that, that the attendees would really benefit from visit. Yeah. And so we're just going to do it a la carte. And so let's say in your theater room, I think you have six theater seats. I so, have five, okay. five so, theater, three, so have, two. Yep. So you have five theater seats. So let's say DJ lives up there and you're going to open up your home to the M wave attendees. Um, so the day before the event on Thursday, um, we would do three, time slots we do say a nine o'clock i don't know i forget the numbers but nine o'clock one o'clock and then four o'clock or something like that and they're two hour shifts two and a half hour shifts and so you could do five in the a.m five in the early afternoon and then five in the evening so 15 people would experience your home theater and we would just Mm -hmm. charge one price for that and then we're just going to split that revenue with the homeowner so we would basically charge $200. We're going to give you $100. So you would make $1,500. And not that this is about the money, but the reality no. is you're opening up your home to strangers. You're mm-hmm. taking a full day out of your family's time. So we want to try to say thank you in a physical, tangible way and take that 1500 bucks, put it towards your kaleidoscape, put it towards mm-hmm. acoustic treatment, put it towards lighting, put it towards or go on vacation with, I don't, whatever that's your, you know, but just a way to say thank you physically. But what that would allow us to do is think about that. If we had 14 people in, in Kansas city that say, yes, I'm willing to open up my home and just do the math. Even if everyone had, let's just say on average, everybody had six. Well, six times three is 18 seats for a day per theater. And then that 18 times 14 different people, I think it ended up being a couple hundred people. Okay. We just went from 15 people to be able to have this experience. Right. 200 and something, which allows more people access to these really amazing home theaters. And again, it just fuels the passion. It gives them valuable insight on how somebody did. They may be looking at, you know, I'm looking at your lighting in the back and somebody may be like, man, I, I want to do something like that. That just really sets the vibe or I like your sconces right. or. I like the way you built your riser. Maybe you build it. And I like how he did this. And so they just get inspiration for their home theater. So those types of things, again, like you said, it all comes back to the experience. I want this more to be more than just a trade show. I want this to be more than you go by yourself. You hear a bunch of cool rooms and gear and you go home. And it was like, what I get out of that? Yeah. I want people to come and say, man, I 
<laughs> this past year we did a thing called find the coat hanger. So behind the curtain, you couldn't tell what Ryan was switching. He had a turntable that had four Martin Logan B100 speakers, identical. One of them was hooked up to, I don't know the exact number, but I'm going to make it up. One was hooked up to, say, a $6,000 speaker cable. One was hooked up to a $1,000 speaker cable. One was hooked up to, let's say, a $100 speaker cable. And one was hooked up to an actual coat hanger. I heard this. And we would talk about this. We would see, can you find the coat hanger, you know? And and so there were guys that were like, you know, okay, how many think that, you know, A was whatever. And so he would go through and, and everybody's taking notes on their phone of what they think A is and B is C and D. And every single time the coat hanger was one of two of the top. Every single really? every single time. Uh and it was, you know, and so one guy, he let, he said he left the room. I wasn't there for it, but he left the room. He was kind of frustrated because like, he's like, how in the world can I not pick out the 6,000? I always thought I could. And, but then when you don't know, you remove the biases mm-hmm. and you really tell the difference between copper, whether it's braided, whether it's got the fancy, whatever, um, whether it's $6,000 or $60,000. Um, so again, just trying to give education, trying to do some fun activities that you're just not going to get at a trade show, no. um, but providing and, those experiences for people. That's, and, and it's funny. It's so many comments off of that. Um, it, it, I've said to my listeners many times, experience it. Like if you're doing seating, yeah, get sure. out, it's worth the money to travel and sit in the seats because if you don't, yeah. you can't buy it. You, you got to experience this stuff, sure. but your idea, <clears throat> you know, visiting these theaters, yeah. if you're new, if you're, it's worth the money, yeah. you know, like you said, like 200 bucks, it's like, yeah. it's short money to yeah. learn it, to get the, especially if you've never been in somebody else's home theater or you're yeah. looking 100%. to build one or something. And the other thing is, I was thinking it's, um, don't, I, I try to encourage people is like, there's no such thing as a bad home theater. Yeah. Because yeah. it's the most, and, um, they asked me on SVS too. They, a lot of people have asked me, but I said it on SVS, they're like, what's the most important component? And I'm like, you. Yeah. The people. It, it's you and yeah. it's your imagination and your passion and everything that you can do because most of the time, our theaters mm-hmm. are not supposed to be there. Yeah. We're we're building art here yeah. to yeah. showcase art yeah. and doing that. So like people that are going to step up for you in the Kansas City area, don't be shy about your theater because, I mean, you're only going to have so many that you can show. So Correct. you have to, obviously you have to choose. Yeah, sure. But if you want to be, if you're looking for submissions or you want to, I, I would yeah. highly recommend regardless of what you have, if you're passionate about it and you're building, even if you're in the early stages, yeah. it would definitely be something because I would, I don't know if you're already doing this, but ask like, if you want to get in on that and you yeah. want to pay the 200, yeah. what kind of theater are you looking for? Are you looking for an up and coming? Cause we've got all different choices yeah. here yeah. and it's, you know what I mean? It's like, because yeah. people are so, I've gone and visited some theaters mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, to the two extremes that I've visited, we got Nelson, who's just like, I mean, the thing is gorgeous. It All should right. be in like home theater magazine, right? Sure. 
And then Dan, who yeah. performs like Nelson, yeah. but he's like, he's shy. He's like, it's all black room. It's the same. He's yeah. a little bit, uh, it's great. Oh, no, I'm like, it's awesome. And yeah. you're, you're learning, you know, you're learning, but it, it most people would die for this. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and that's the, that's the point. It's like people, it's, it doesn't matter what stage you are mm-hmm. at. It's, it's just your passion for it. So. Um, yeah, I'd be in, in car, I, I'd be interested to see what theaters you get yeah. and and who like what so the, kind of people. Yeah, so the thought behind that is let's just say out of those fourteen people we ask, I don't know, let's say there's eight of them that say yeah, this would be cool, or ten. So at, the next step would be for me to get a list of components in the room, size room, things like that, kind of like all the details of the room. And then on top of that, then we would be able to um, have them send me some pictures of the room. And then we'll promote it for probably a couple weeks prior. Hey, guys, I want you to go to the website. If you're coming to M-Wave, here's an option for you. These are going to be a la carte. They cost this much. Um, but have them available so that they can see. And so in their mind, they go, okay, man, I would love to check out DJ's room. I would love to be able to, to experience this room. Maybe there's one, maybe there's none, or maybe it's three of them. I don't know, but they kind of have, I don't want it to be like a black Friday. You know how when you go to Walmart on black Friday and right. it's like a mad, I don't want to people to buy on emotion. I want this right. to be a true value to you. And I don't want them just snatching up because they may be gone in a second. Cause they do, they go really, really quick over the past two years. But the reality is I want them to be able to see these and go, okay, you know what? I want to experience that. That's a brand that I've been, I've been wanting to hear in Arnold home theater. Mm-hmm. This guy's got a whatever 7.1.4 Arnold home theater or an, you know, SVS fits my budget and, mm-hmm. but I've never heard SVS. So man, he's got a SVS system or Eclipse. You know, people say they're bright, but. I kind of think I like bright, but I've never heard one. And so, you know, those types. What is bright? <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, see, we snuck it in there. There's the third time. Um, there you bright, go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so again, just, just trying to figure out ways that we can serve the community. Um, I'm super pumped about where M-Wave is going. And again, like nobody's doing this for yeah. the home theater community. They're doing it in two channel, but nobody has really tackled the home theater segment. And we want to have more seminars. Like I could envision hopefully this year. I want, I want people. You're nailing all the things. That's the name of my company. Envision. (laughs) (laughs) I could, you know, I could see, you know, one, whether it's an industry leader, whether it's a brand or even just a consumer, like somebody that's passionate about this, that's knowledgeable. And they give a seminar, maybe on something just as simple as how to take your first measurement in REW. How many people yeah. don't know how, I mean, they're scared. They're, they're like, I don't know, man, there's, there's stuff to connect and I don't know what to click on and what settings to choose. Well, what if we did a hour seminar where Jonathan or somebody from Kansas city, they say, okay, here's what you're going to need. You need a laptop. You need an HDMI cable. We're going to connect that, you know, and walk us step by step. Here's what you do. People can take notes or maybe we print out a flyer they can physically see and then we're going to take a measurement and now I want to show you what these squiggly lines mean what are you looking for in your room you know what does it mean when this line goes way up here but but over here in these frequencies it goes way down here what does that mean and what what does that translate to when you're in your theater room when you hear something Um, 
so just very, very practical things. I would love to see that. Um, but there's just a lot of pieces that go into trying to make sure that that's organized. And, um, and then I want to add a component of, um, like the digital access. I want people that can't make it to Inway because it's expensive. I mean, granted, let's say you live in Wyoming. You well, you got to fly out to Kansas City. You're going to rent a hotel for four days or five days or whatever it is. Then if you do the home theater tours, there's another 200 or 400 or 600 or whatever. You got to eat while you're there. I mean, you're talking it's easily over a thousand dollars to make this trip. So not everybody can do that. But what if we hmm. could at least provide some access to the event through live streams, um, something to that effect to where, you know, somebody for, I don't know, X amount of price, something really, really small, 35 bucks or whatever. They get access to, you know, I do a tour of M-Wave and we go talk to brands or maybe we interview brands. I don't know what that looks like yet, but I want to add that element to it. But we're just trying to take some baby steps, man, you know, yeah, build this thing up. And last year we invited eight content creators and they came and they had a blast. And they're like, dude, this was awesome. We had brands walk away and go, Michael, this was really cool. I wasn't sure what this was going to be like, but we took a chance and we're glad we're coming next year. You know, I had brands tell me (laughs) one of the brands, he said, Michael, I didn't realize like these are legit buyers. Like, yeah, they're legit buyers. They're building home theaters. They want to experience your product firsthand because they're considering putting it in their own home theater and they're buying at the show or they're, you know, like, Hey, I'm going home. I'm ordering the, this blank that you sell. Some of the brands, I even asked, I said, you know, after the show, did you make some sales from it? And they said, after the show, dude, I was selling at the show. I got people ordering all of my 21, Nick from um, Stereo Integrity. He's like, dude, I sold all my 24-inch subwoofers at the show, you know, and people took them home with them kind of thing. So yeah, they were pumped. And Nick was one. He's like, look, as soon as you have dates, man, let me know. I'm ready to. Didn't you Didn't you sell a lot of the stuff before the show? Like you so, knew ahead. Did, did sure. you see that? So, yes. Yeah, so some of the brands think about this. They have to ship their, let's just say, let's just take Perlison, for example. So they've got to ship a, uh, I think they had a 7.4 point. No, they had a 7.6.4 Dolby Atmos system, something like that. That's a lot of inventory. These are mm-hmm. used speakers at that point. They're open box used speakers. So they can't sell it new. And they may not have another trade show um, that they're going to use it at. And so a lot of the brands said, hey, look, we would love to sell these even before we leave. Like that would be wonderful to know that we don't have to pack this crap up. And mm. and so we're able to offer that stuff at a, at a pretty significant discount to attendees. And we posted that like to the public. And it's like, look, if you're coming to M-Wave, you've got a chance to get a killer deal. Maybe you were looking at a – a Sony 5000 ES. And instead of being this price, we just saved you three grand or two grand or whatever the price mm-hmm. is. And they literally used it in way, put it in a, you know, they unboxed it, set it up, or maybe it went, came from ISE. So they use it at that trade show. So you're talking six days of use, you mm-hmm. know, and you're getting a killer discount. And so, yeah, so a lot of that stuff, People were buying and, and Ryan ended up buying a lot of that product from these brands because he's a dealer for these brands. So he bought it through his company, Ascend AV. Okay. And then he's now 
has that stocked in his garage and his mother-in-law's garage. And, and so he's selling that to, um, you know, to my audience, to my patrons. Um, and then of course his clients and customers that he's got as well. So, but yeah, so we tried to get a lot of that, um, uh, you know, yeah, I saw less, even I saw people buying stuff like rooms of stuff of speaker packages, and they were like, "All right, I was going to fly out," but then they were driving out, sure. renting a trail, a U-Haul yep. to take yep. the stuff home. Yeah, and it, I mean, the fun. savings was cheaper. It yeah. was cheaper to do all that. You know, you saved that much, and I thought that was really cool. And by coming there, they experienced it, and they're like, "Dude, I just heard exact that. I heard everything I need to hear." And if it sounds like this in this big, massive 1400 square foot room that is humongous, it's going to sound even better in my little, you know, 20 by you know, 18 room or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah, man. That's awesome. Super excited. That's awesome. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we were, I, I heard, uh, I think you were, you obviously you were there. We were out to dinner. I won't say the company, but they, mm-hmm. Your M wave actually helped them close a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's about, great. We wanted to be a win win for everybody. We want, yeah. we want not customers. We want attendees to be able to have great experiences. We want brands to be able to connect personally yeah. with attendees. We want attendees to have access to brands to ask those questions. I mean, you're mm. able to ask Jeff, the owner of JTR. You're able to ask Eric. And Dan, the owners and the CEOs and the engineers of Perlisten, mm. whatever questions you want, you know, right? Be able to do that. And that in itself is an experience, right? It, it and that absolutely is. As somebody that was just at Cedia and mm. trying to bring yeah. that experience to people, yeah. it's you can actually get it yeah. by going to Amwave. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, awesome. Yeah, so we're excited about it, man. Can't wait. Can't wait. Back on a plane. Yeah. But the good thing is it's not till June. So we gotta Yeah. Ten months yeah. until we till we gotta get ready. Can't a lot wait. of planning, a lot of preparation for it though. Especially for yeah. two guys that are Ryan's got his own business and he also works for Mad VR. He does their customer service kind of side and he sets them up remotely. Mm-hmm. And I've got my business with youth man making videos and content and traveling and you know, and then you got your own family stuff. So it's a lot of work. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, we're just two passionate guys trying to make something cool for the industry and uniting people together with a common passion and a common interest. Yeah. You, you're doing great. Obviously. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for coming in. I mean, yeah. two, we'll, we'll stop it here at two 30. Right. Is that yeah. okay? We've two been hours and 30 yeah. minutes. That's rocking, man. Rocking. Okay. Yeah. Let's yeah, keep on talking. Man. We just had fun. Yeah. So thank you very much. Uh, I can't, I can't express enough how overwhelmed I am, was everything meeting you and not just meeting you, but just how approachable you really were. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've got my cell number. You can reach out to me anytime. Call me, text me. We'll jump on a video chat. Any way I can help with my channel to, um, to promote what you're doing with Brightside Home Theater. You know, I'm grateful to be able to be a part of that. So, thank you. And uh, any of my listeners that aren't already a youth man follower and all of that, I can't believe there would be one. But if you're not, get over there. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, links in the show notes if you don't know who he is, people. <laughs>
But thanks, Michael. Really appreciate it. Uh, and until next time, go push play. What he says. Hey, Fred. This has been a Hey Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.